Joe Thomas is going into the Hall of Fame. And finally, football is back tomorrow. Browns and Jets. Guardians made some moves to the deadline. Were they good or bad? You be the judge. All that and more tonight on The Hall with Talking About Balls. Cleveland! This is for you! Talking About Balls. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Talking About Balls. I am Justin George, joined as always by Kyle Price and Tim Buck. Too, please excuse me. I'm going to adjust my mic here. Uh, gentlemen, how are we? Excuse me while I whip this out. Oh, sorry, wrong show. I'm good, man. Um, kind of in the mood today, though. But uh, glad happens. to be back. It's been two weeks. So miss it you guys. It's been a long two weeks. A lot's happened. It feels like we were like it feels like we've been away for a month. If I'm being honest. How about yeah. you, Tim? How you doing? I'm excellent. That's what I like to hear. Um, so we are back. We are live. We are ready to roll. Interesting couple of weeks in, in everyone's lives, I think. Um, had a lot going on. The wife had her, uh, shit, she turned 35. Old bitch. Uh, she's super old now. <laughs> she had her 35th birthday. Um, I, yeah, I yeah she is. I, almost I a year. I was 35, man. Those are the good old days. I Tara was a cougar. Yeah, she was robbing the cradle for sure. Cougar, she's young. Um, I know, I'm yeah, compared to Kyle, she's extremely young. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, uh, interesting couple of weeks. The day after our show last time, uh, two weeks ago, we had that horrible storm. My basement flooded like a son of a bitch. I had almost a foot of water. Uh, the cleanup was fucking awful, uh, grueling, tiresome. Uh, but it is what it is. There ain't no quitting these hands. So I had to keep going and clean everything and carry shit and. Getting back one day at a time. I, I almost, when I saw the, because I was at the, we were at the concert in Blossom that night. Yeah, and yeah, I yeah. saw your post online or Tara's post. I was like, oh, why are they repeating the same photo from like two years ago? That's cool. Just rehashing memories, I guess. And then I'm like, oh, shit, that's right now. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, fuck. But that's that's unfortunate, man. Hopefully, hopefully it's it doesn't happen. Are you going to put the backflow thing in? Uh, that or move, uh, one, whichever <laughs> comes first, because that backflow thing's not going to be cheap. I believe last time we looked into it, we were quoted at like, I want to say like three or $4,000 and that was in 2020. So now we are in, you know, everything's expensive as fuck. So I'm expecting it to be probably five to $7,000 at least. Start digging it up. Yourself, um, it's fine. However, the one thing though, is my neighbor, the, the older woman on the left, she, she got one of those put in after the last time everyone flooded in Brook Park. Yeah. And I talked to her after the flood and I said, how did you do? And she goes, nothing. Bone dry down there. Damn it. So that's what makes me think, which great for her. <laughs> but I feel like because hers was blocking it, that means more got pushed to me and the other people next to her because we got fucked. Like it was bad. I'm well, sorry, dude. Yeah, it sucked. It's all good. Did Mike have his bone dry too? No, his flooded. He oh. does not have a backflow. Okay, so either. you guys both got the shit end of the stick, yeah. literally, because it must flow. I know it's coming, and down. I'm excited for this. Oh, hug, Cam. hug Cam. Here we are, yes. ladies and gentlemen. First scene here and talking about balls. We brand new, cam. brand new for the show. The hug cam. The hug cam. It's new. We talked about it. We voted in existence. It's now officially part of the team. Were you able to share the show inter interruption really quick? I did. Okay. I, I, I'm I'm blocked right now. Every time I try to share it, it says I can't share. Damn. So they so. spammer now. I got. <laughs> I got graped. That's right, hug cam. You got graped. Grape gets banned all the time from sharing. So I got the official. I got the official block from from I Facebook. I have not gotten. I, know I, I shared all the normal posts. 
I share to my personal page. And that's, that's so yeah, nothing. nothing and you know there. what? That's why I want everyone, as we talked about today, if you saw my Facebook page, Good transition, go to YouTube. <clears throat> we want these views on YouTube. Facebook can eat the biggest bag of dicks. Mark Cuckerberg, you fuck. Um, Go to, go to YouTube. Watch us on YouTube, whether that's the Redline channel. We'll be going live with Talking About Balls. You can look us up on YouTube. We have our own page now. Um, go there if you want. Not tonight, but go to Redline right now. I forgot the exact name of the page. Maybe Tim can help me out. Redline Media, I think. Redline Media Group. Redline Media Group. Go there today. Watch the show because that's what I'm going to be doing right now. Because, again, Facebook can eat the largest bag of cocks. Um, just ridiculous. Why am I banned from sharing a show that's a video podcast? In a group designed for you to share your podcast. I'm being banned for that. The fuck? What sense does that make? Don't understand it. Don't get it. Again, fuck them. I'm about to switch cameras. Which one are we going to? The underwear camera? <laughs> it's yeah, the we have under, the, under the table one? Hug cam, tug cam. We got them all. <laughs> it's just spazzing a little bit. Actually, that's not <clears> a bad <throat> idea. Tug cam? Tug cam. In honor of Deshaun Watson and the Brown season starting like tomorrow, this. technically. I like this. So, um... How's your golf game going? Getting better? Uh, yeah, actually, surprisingly, probably not a good brag for most of you at home, but um, I've played 18 twice now in my life. First time I did 18, I just shot a 135. On sa- Sunday, 125. So Progress. I took 10, 10 strokes. strokes off. Sounds like a good night to me, 10 I'm strokes. i say that sounds like a tug cam. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a transition. Um <laughs> I feel like my hat is crooked as fuck. I can't get it to be straight. It looks yeah, weird as fuck on the camera. Just made it more crooked. And me not is wearing it, a hat. It is it me or the weird. camera? I don't understand. Um, whatever. That's good though. That's good. One twenty five. So that's good. Yeah. No, I'm getting better. I I missed uh, fifty nine on the back nine by one stroke. I got a sixty in the back nine. But you parred a hole, right? I did. Yeah. Big big moment. Was it a short par? Like, did you put it up there close and you just tapped it in? For oh, it was par? a par three. I was probably ten to fifteen yards away from the cup, <clears throat> and I. Um, two putted it in. Nice. So not bad at all. Yeah, Don P said the same thing. He got blocked for a week after he did his first show. Um, normally I don't have any trouble. I've yet to have an issue sharing my show. I don't. I don't spam anything. I don't abuse it. I just once my show is live, share. Done. Yeah, I just share it to all the normal ones, and then I share it to my my page and move on. So that's weird. It's very weird. So I guess we're not going to get any views tonight now because you're blocked from sharing. Not looking good. Oh, you know why I can't find it? I'm on the wrong page here. Let me switch my YouTube account. Uh, speaking of YouTube, a quick shout out to that guy, Dub. His show can be seen on Thursdays here at Redline Radio from uh, 2.30 to 3 o'clock to 4 o'clock. I'm sorry. And um, it, I don't know when it's going to air just yet, but he was gracious enough to have me as a guest. And I did my interview with him on Sunday. It was a great episode. I had a really good time talking to him. Yeah. When's it air? Not sure. He's going to let me know. He says he likes to get like episodes five or six weeks in advance. And then just kind of play it by ear by what's happening and like and when to put out. it out there. Yeah. I like so that. Nice. Um, I will be on on his show in a couple of weeks, hopefully. And I'll let everybody know. I'm very excited for that. I think our camera's haunted tonight. We having some issues with it. What's wrong with it? The middle one's having some issues? Okay. Mm. Mm. Don't like that. You take two weeks off and see what happens. You know, that's the thing is you take two weeks off and you think you're going to come back to progress. You would think the station owners mm-hmm. would be here fixing everything and making sure everything's up to par when the good shows go on. The great shows that represent Redline Radio, when they're here live, putting in their hard work, doing a great, great job at entertaining their audience. And we come into what? We come into internet not working. We come into cameras not working. We come into no ad read sheets. We come into just fucking the bare minimum. We got to do all the work ourselves. Mm. 
I'm starting to think next month we do our show fees. I'm going to cash app it to myself because we do all the fucking work. <laughs> you can cash it up. Tim gets a cut for sure. I meant to say that. I forgot that part. We will do 10% to 20% to Tim. I love Tim. And the rest just comes right back to us because we're the bread and butter. We're doing everything. Yeah, I came in hot and heavy today. I was, I, I'm trying to bite the tongue, trying to be nice and calm here. Just trying to, just trying to. But you get to a point where how much is too much. Yeah. I think we're past that point right now. We, I, I personally can vouch that I have specifically requested for a brand new ad read sheet for weeks now. And yeah. we do the show every other week. So by, don't make it seem like it's just a couple of weeks. This is months I've been asking for a brand and it new seems ad. It's like sheet. we're adding new new sponsors every week. It's like, God, oh, it's great. It's a good sponsor. I can't wait to talk about them. Don't know where to tell you to go look we for are. them, though. But and it's... the best part about it is if you go to the Redline Media Facebook page, you're going to see a nice collage of all of our new sponsors. However, you can't read half of them because they don't understand how you crop a photo into a However, collage. However, we've... We... We perfect we perfected it. We've already practiced. We were able to Google everything. We found the ads. We were able to get their information. We're ready to roll. Because again, yeah, this we're we the do. professionals. We do all the work. Wow, that was a hard camera change. Now I look whiter than I've ever been in my entire life, Tim. I am cast. Tim, you probably look white in this camera if you came over here right now. Just throwing it out there. Is August White History Month? And Holy I was unaware. <laughs> I feel like in my, White History Month. White History Month. I feel like my face is like a giant fucking baseball with some hair on top of it right now. You know? I got a little sun from golfing the other day, so I feel like I'm. I, I don't look as pale. Do you? You wear a hat when you golf, right? Mm -hmm. So do you? Do you drive the golf cart or do you? I usually have Tara drive it. Okay. So I always, because I drive, all, I try to drive all the time. I always get the suntan on the left arm, mm -hmm. suntan on the left, the left knee, and then I always get like sun like right here. Okay, my, so I always wear sunglasses. So the second, I mean, I'm not a great golfer, so I'm out of the cart a lot. Okay, <laughs> and if I have a bad shot, I'm I'm the type of person that I walk it off. I'm irritated if I hit it. If I like fuck up an iron <laughs> shot, I'm like, I'll walk and I just hold my club. The walk, and I walk of up anger. To it. I know that I all do too it well. all the time. Um, that was my biggest issue on on Sunday from golfing was was my irons i just i had a rough time with them my driver was okay i had a couple flubs but overall i wasn't too upset with my driving yeah. it was more so my hitting with my irons um had a few decent hits with uh i saw that steve sammy sosa still lighter. <laughs> that's also true i saw that that recent photo of him my god that's why Kyle was running a little late today. He he was getting the Michael Jackson Sammy Sosa treatment. He's, he's trying got, to he's, he's got that Michael himself. Jackson's uh, skincare routine down pretty 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 well right now. Um, but I did hit with my hybrids and or you, woods. Are you whatever. better with them? I actually had some really good shots with them. More confident the, with them, yeah. right? Is that the stiff shaft or the flex shaft? It's a flex shaft, and it's the one that looks like the mini driver. Like yeah. it's got the driver head, but it's a little smaller. Which uh, what I hybrid? use the three. Three wood. The three wood. Yeah. So so, this, so three wood is one of my favorite clubs in the bag. It's always usually my second shot, depending on the hole I'm use, playing. Mm -hmm. So if I'm playing a par, like a long par four or par five, I'm always taking the three wood the next shot because yeah. I'm more comfortable with that, right? So for me, the thing that Tara taught me was you really only want to use it if you're in the fairway. Mm -hmm. If you're in the rough, you don't want to use your hybrid because it's harder to hit. So I'm usually, not. I wouldn't say the rough, but I'm in like some thicker grass because a lot of times, for whatever reason, what what happens a lot for me is I, I top my drives. Mm -hmm. So they just fucking dribble out. And I then have to hit out of some tall grass to get onto the fairway. And there was one hole where I think it was a par three. I fucked up my initial shot. Or no, it wasn't a par three because I would have used my iron off the tee. And I'm actually pretty good with my iron off the tee. Um, but I, I flubbed my drive. And I was like, you know what? Fuck it. That was a bad start. 
let me just use the hybrid. Let me just see how it goes. I'm yeah. here to practice. Let's go. And I fucking crushed it. And it went right next to the green. Yeah. It was, it was off a little bit, but it went next to the green. And I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. Like, I like that. The, the, the five hybrid. I have a five hybrid. I have a three hybrid. Those No, five hybrid and a four hybrid. Those are my two favorite ones to use. It's depending. Sometimes I'll soft swing one. Sometimes I'll mm -hmm. full swing one. I just feel more confident. I just have yeah. not gotten good at I've not gotten better at the iron shot because I always okay. I don't come because irons are supposed to hit basically past the ball, right? Yeah. So you want to hit hard down into the ball. And I'm just not great at that yet. No, I'm absolutely. used, I'm used to feeling. swing. I'm used to swinging up like like a driver hit. Right. Mm. So that's why I use the hybrids a lot more because you're hitting you're hitting up to it. So I'm just more comfortable with it. So I'm just very inconsistent with all my clubs, but that's just lack of I mean, I've golfed now. This, that was my fifth time ever golfing on a course. So it's getting I'm getting better again. I I was I've shot a 60 the last two times I've gone out on nine at least. So that's somewhat consistent. I'll take that. Tara golfed well at our last uh, MGA event. She did well. Yeah. She told me she was actually the top woman, I think. She was the top woman. And um, on Sunday, she got her first, she got an 80 something, 87. I forgot right. what, but she got into the 80s for the first time. She was really happy about herself. Oh, yeah. Um, she did hit off the women's tees, though. Well, of course. Because we were. There's the asterisk. We were with now our friend. Start, now you're starting to sound like your dad. We were with our friend and, and his wife. No, because that's Tara's big thing is she'll she'll hit off the men's tees and loves to brag about that. But then she has her best round ever and she hits off the ladies tees. I'm just saying there's an asterisk next to it. She is a lady, so she should be hitting off the ladies tee. But I'm just saying. Um, but yeah, no. How about you? Have you golf recently? Uh, I'm sure so you have. I did the MJ event with your wife the uh, two weeks ago. Last weekend, we went to... Uh, Forest Hills over in Illyria. It's a uh, like a country club type. Basically, it's a uh, um, not a country club, but it's like a Metro Parks course. By the way, sorry to interrupt. I was so fucking sad that day you guys were golfing because that was two days after we flooded. Oh, so I'm home cleaning our house, oh, yeah. sweating my ass off, carrying things <laughs> out, cleaning, just fucking inhaling chemicals and bleach all day. And Tara's fucking She's at, she's golfing. She at said a nice you course. were. She said you were helping. Matt, let's do it, dude. I'm a fucking pro now. They call me the golf god. Um, I'm stealing that nickname from who is you, it, Jose? You, it, no, it's uh, it's um, uh, Robert. You're Robert, have to Robert, him. my bad. So we went to Forest Hills last week, last Saturday. So a little what? Right after one of the storms it looks came like a through. Swamp. Yeah. Wait, that's all water there. That's all water. That's the cart path. Yeah. Okay. Holy so shit. it wasn't great. So it was car path only clearly. Right. <clears throat> yeah. So we, we played, I mean, the course was in good shape for what it was, but you get some of the holes that are like that. So we actually ran into the same situation at uh big Met. We went to big Met on Sunday and you they like were big Met. I've never been a fan of big Met course. Just personally, how it's, it's designed. I loved it. It was the, my favorite course I've played on so far. Really? I really enjoyed it. Interesting. Yeah. No, I mean, so what don't you like about it? I just, I don't like the design. I just, to me, it's just too wide open. And I, See, I love that. I love that. <laughs> As a beginner, it's just a fun one to go knock out 18. And like, the last time I was there, like the, the greens weren't kept up very well. Just, okay. So when I was there, everything was pretty good. Was it good? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Just to me, it's like one of those courses where I'll pay. I have no problem paying like maybe $25, $30 a golf. Yeah. This was about 45 bucks That's for insane. 18. That is insane to me. I think I, cause I paid for Tara and myself and it was about 90 bucks for the two of us. Yeah. We're going to, I'm, I'm golfing Saturday in at Brentwood, which is out in Grafton, which is a 35, $30 course. But it's in good shape, but mm -hmm. it's only a $30 course, right? So you know what you're getting when you go on there. Yeah. But like a $40, $45, $50 course, you're thinking it's going to be a little bit more top-notch, a little and, more design layout to it. But And that's know. kind of my worry with – that's why actually last night I asked you if you knew what golf course we're going to for our friend's bachelor party. So next weekend, Kyle and myself, we're going to be in like the Akron area. Nav Navarre, Ohio. Yeah, so they have a big – they rented a huge house. It's a, my friend's bachelor party weekend. We're going to – I'll like be there. It's like a Will Smith house. It's going to be a yeah. huge sausage fest, just which it should be for a bachelor party. I mean, it's all the dudes. Um, 
we're, we're getting a house and we're all getting up. Most of us or a good chunk are going to get up for, uh, Saturday morning and go golfing. Yeah. No idea where we're golfing, though. There's two golf courses close to the house that one of them I've golfed in. The other one I've not golfed, but the one I did golf is a very challenging course. Okay. So I'm not sure he picked that one. There's another one that's out there that's a little, little easier, it looks like. So I'm, I'm assuming he's going to pick that one. I don't know the golf level the people are going with, though. Like, I don't know who's golfing. Nor do I, honestly. I know, I know a good chunk of them actually golf a lot because Romer has started getting into it. Friend of show, Dan Rockingham, Dan Romer, you guys have all seen him on here. Um, it's his bachelor party weekend. So we're going out there. A lot of his friends, uh, they're into wrestling and race cars and shit like that. And from what I've been told is a lot of these guys golf all the time. Really? So I don't know if that means they're good. There's some people that golf all the time that aren't good. So, well, I just could I'll, go either way. I just want to golf with you because it'd be the first time we've ever golfed together. Yeah. So. I'm not going to lie. As a very, very new person, I'll be kind of irritated if we do a fucking hard course. But at the same time, it is what it is. Like, you I got to experience it once in a while, though. Ex exactly. I have no, I have no say in it. Bring extra balls just in case. Yeah. Right? I always bring extra <laughs> balls. Um, but no, we'll, we'll see how it goes. But other, other highlights real quick. So my just to update, my it's been a good week in the Price household. My wife uh, got a raise. And nice. She, That's what I like uh, to see. Make her start buying shit. Getting a bonus and stuff like that, too. So she is very well um, appreciated, I guess you could say, at her job. Even though she good. works her ass off. Somebody somebody just quit. So actually, she, she does more work now than she was before. But it's well, she's well taken care of. So it's been a, it's been a good. So I'm, a couple more raisins. She can be the sugar mom in the house. So yeah. I can stay at home. Steve, absolutely. Let's do it. What's these? I can't see. So let's get a Labor Day weekend tea time. Let's do it. I'm down, dude. I have let's a set it up. Party that weekend. You got a? It, it, it's so, like a three day weekend though. You can fit some time in. I don't know. It's a comedy show. Um, well, you do have a busy weekend, that huh? Let's go. Let's go off Monday of uh, Labor Day. The yeah after because I Saturday we're doing. I don't know if you're going. If you guys are gonna stop up for a little bit, the Oktoberfest for a little bit. Um. Oh yeah, that's that that weekend up at the fairgrounds. Yeah. Fuck, dude, this year is flying by. I forgot about that. I'm guessing we will. I don't think we have many plans that weekend. So. Yeah, I think we're going Saturday up there, and then Sunday we're doing like a cookout, and then Monday I got nothing. So okay. we're off Monday. Maybe we can just go get quick 18 somewhere. somewhere I'm local. down with that. I know my friend Joe, Big Joe, he he and I, we've been discussing playing Edward 40 hands together. Ooh, We want to see how that goes. We both think we could drink way more than 40 ounces, so that's not going to be a problem. Or 80 ounces, I should say. I would um, hope so. Yeah, so we're going to see how that goes. It should be a good weekend. Yeah, getting drunk, Oktoberfest, golfing. Um, yeah, Steve, we'll definitely talk about that. Be, we'll be in touch. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, count me in. Let me know when you guys, I'm do guessing if we go to Oktoberfest, it wouldn't be till the evening anyway. So we could go off in the uh, morning. So yeah, we could do a morning tea time that Saturday if everyone's free, but we'll figure it out. Just we'll, we'll text Steve. Uh, I definitely want to do that. I definitely want to golf that weekend for sure. Tim, are you going to golf it all with us? Yeah, I'll go. The cart. I like it. <laughs> Tim, golf, the the cart. Cart. golf the cart. I love it. Um, <clears throat> don't want to get ahead of ourselves, but Kyle, shout out to Kyle. He's been working behind the scenes to get us a little bit of a nice. quote unquote, hopefully a sponsorship slash a remote broadcast. And all I can say, we don't want to give anything away, is that golf is involved mm -hmm. in some sort, some some aspect. I don't want to spoil anything. Uh, so be prepared. If you are a talking about balls fan and you are a golfer, we are working on an event where you guys can come hang out with us. We'll do a show and we might be able to swing some clubs. Maybe. Maybe on some uh, professional courses, as they say, too. Pebble Beach. That's where we're going. I already decided. Kyle and I are going to Pebble Beach. <laughs> um, but yeah, good stuff. We're actually in talks right now, so we're hoping to get something ironed out, hopefully, in the next month or two. And uh, we'll put more out there once we get it confirmed, but seems promising. Yeah, and I spoke with our uh, website designer today, and he is working on, he had to send a ticket into the IT department of 
whoever our new the, hosting the site internet. is. <laughs> but yeah, basically, because he was saying that anyone that goes on Google Chrome was getting the alert of like it's a tainted website. I, yeah, I still, yeah, every time I do so it. So he, he sent a ticket in to hopefully get that resolved ASAP, and then the website's going to be ready to roll. So we're working on it. I know, dude. Steve, you're telling me, man. That's the wedding. My buddy Romer, we're going to his bachelor party next weekend, and then the wedding is the week after. So I'm going to be booked that day, and I'm in the wedding. So I, I wish I could. If I could, I would try to squeeze a little bit of golf out in the morning, but this ain't going to happen. Yeah, it's going to be a busy day. Very, very much so. Um, so that was my last couple of weeks. It's literally been been hell um, because what sucked is we went to Ridgewood. I got four holes in. And then they started blowing the horn because it was lightning. So yeah. we're like, ah, shit, storm's coming. We got to go home. Started driving home. Rain is just fucking downpouring. Like you could hear the hail beating on Terrace car. Um, couldn't see more than like a foot in front of the car if you could even see a foot. And we finally made it home. And we're like, all right, this sucks, but whatever. We're like, let's go down to the basement. Let's kind of prep just in case it floods. But I was like, oh, you know, it shouldn't. It hasn't flooded in a few years. Maybe we're good. So we start lifting shit up, getting everything ready. And then we're standing there and we're like, ah, oh, let's move this. Let's move that. And all of a sudden I look and I'm like, ah, oh, fuck. I'm like, there it is. Water's coming up. Oh, man. So we just rolled the rug up really quick, got it lifted. And we fucking went upstairs and I just sat on the steps for most of the night just watching the water rise. And I'm like, dude, it's almost to my fucking step. Yeah. Like it almost went over my step. Luckily, my friend Dan showed up, not Ro uh, Romer, different Dan. And he brought uh, one of those pumps that like sucks the water out. And we just ran that hose to the street and just watched it dump the water out to find the. Did, how long did he have the hose going for? Oh, we had it going for a while because it took a long time for the drains to open up. Yeah. So crazy. we just watched like slowly, like a quarter inch here, quarter inch there, water would go down. And then finally, my I have a shower in my basement and and a utility drain, and that's where the water comes up from. And finally, those opened up, and that's when all the water went down way faster because those drains obviously sucked it all down. But yeah, what a pain in the ass. And then. Shout out to Dan, Andrew, Allie, and my father-in-law, Mike, for coming over and helping. Cleaned up, carried stuff with me. Uh, it was a nice, fun group process. I think the last person to leave was Tara's dad. He left at about 1 o'clock in the morning. And then I stayed up till about 5, cleaning by myself. Yeah, you bet you were a little tired the next day. I went to bed. I woke up at 9 and went right back downstairs <laughs> to keep cleaning. And then shout out to Tara's family again, her sisters and, and Gino and... Uh, her mom and dad came over again and helped clean up stuff with Tara outside while I cleaned up and bleached in the basement. So yeah, when you showed up Saturday night, you looked tired. I was exhausted, dude. I was literally on fumes. Like I, I, where'd we go? Uh, I forgot where we went. We went somewhere like we had shit to do. That's the other thing that sucked is we had stuff to do every night of the fucking weekend too. So Friday night, we went out for Tara's birthday. Saturday night, we went out for to dinner for Tara's birthday. And then Sunday we had a party bus for her mom's birthday. And I fucking went home and on Sunday night before after the party bus, I went home and I was asleep by like eight o'clock at night. <laughs> I fucking passed out. I, I drank, but like an average amount for me and went home and I was just so exhausted. I passed out. I woke up at like midnight and I'm like, what the fuck happened? Like, I don't even remember. I don't remember getting home. I don't remember anything like Tara drove. But Monday must have been great. I just honestly, I, I woke up at midnight. I watched a couple episodes of uh, Righteous Gemstones. And then I went right back to bed at like one o'clock. That's how tired I was. And I woke up for work. So I got a great night's sleep that night. But no, I was exhausted that whole weekend. But it is what it is. You got to do what you got to do when you're a homeowner. Uh, yeah. 
Yeah, it's one thing I fear is, is that our house. I mean, luckily our house has it, it. Our house did flood before we bought it. Like I guess two or three years before we bought it, it was it did flood. Like there's actually a record when we bought it of it flooding mm-hmm. and they fixed it and everything. But my internal fear is I. You've been to my basement. I have a shit ton of my basement. Like, yeah, a lot of stuff. And I'm like, and I luckily we have concrete floor, right? So yeah. if we if it did flood, it <clears throat> wouldn't really ruin a lot of stuff. A lot of my stuff's on the walls. Yep. But still, if a dry if drywall gets wet. You you basically have to take the entire drywall section out, yeah. right? And so we have it, so. we have wood paneling, um, and concrete yeah. on the floor and everything, and our like tiles glue down. So like we were able to clean everything. Uh, it was still a pain in the ass, but we were able to clean everything. And after our last flood, that's we learned our lesson. Like we have nothing on the ground now yeah. that we don't care about, um, or that we care about. So nothing got ruined really that we cared about. It was more so just like an old hand me down shelving shelving unit got wet and we were like fuck it throw it out put it on the curb do you have any uh, um seats down there now or do you put anything back down? yeah there? we bought we got furniture oh, okay yeah we got a uh, couch and a uh, recliner and i just bought new like covers for them and everything so they can match and we um threw out our old couch that was the other thing the water got so fucking high it got into the cushions and all that because our other couch you saw it yeah. we had like probably six inch legs on it so i kind of thought like if we ever flood again it'll hit the legs wash them whatever It'd not a big perfect. deal yeah no problem it went into the fucking couch so we had to throw everything out um, but that's life. It is what it is. Not much you can do. Onward and upward. That's what insurance is for. When you get that, when do you that's get that it. check? Uh, they're coming. What's today? Wednesday. They're coming Friday to come and like give the evaluation. But we told them everything that we did and they were like, yeah, you're going to be getting the, the max, which I think is like $5,000. Nice. So that's that. That's life. It is what it is. You'll, you go on, like Kyle said, onward and upward. Here we are. Um, again, YouTube. Starting hopefully next time we record, which will be in two weeks, we are going to be using. Obviously, we'll be on the red line YouTube, but we will also be on the talking about balls official YouTube page. It is just at talking about balls, however you call it. Uh, right now, I've been told it's kind of hard to look it up because we don't have any content on it. So once we start getting shit on there, it should be easier for everyone to find. I did share a link on my Facebook. I shared a link on Instagram right now. I have a link on on talking about balls, Twitter, my personal Twitter, it's out there. So if you want to follow the talking about balls, Facebook or a YouTube page, please do that. It's really easy to find if you just find those links and do it. And that's the goal is to move forward. Because again, I just got fucking banned from sharing on Facebook for whatever reason, kind of just want to move on to YouTube and yeah, focus like full time on YouTube. I'd like to just focus on YouTube completely going forward. And again, as I, as I did last time, I'll show you, I have the show playing right now on my phone. It is there. I'm maybe it'll scroll other apps. You can go down and the show is just playing and then boom, I'm on fucking Facebook and I have the show playing at the bottom. It's perfect. Boom. So tough act. Do it to it. Get to it. Download YouTube app. If you don't have it already, who doesn't have YouTube? Um, you want to do ad reads now? I think we're in the mood for, to do ad reads. This is a special ad read brought to you by talking about balls. It's you know what? It's brought to you by Redline Radio. Because mm-hmm. without them, these ad reads wouldn't be possible. Let's be honest. It's also very true. And I have some amazing ad reads to bring out today. My biggest one I want to talk about is the old puff and roll. Love it. Puff and roll. CBD, I vapes, mean, and kratom. And kratom. Kratom. Is that how you say I didn't it? Know kratom? You could, I didn't know you could roll kratom, though. But You can roll anything you want. I guess so. But hey, you know what? You can also puff it. You can roll it and puff it. If you want to give them a call, the phone number is 440 440- Four 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 three, and there's so many goddamn fours in that thing. But they're also on Instagram at puff underscore and underscore roll, or you can check them out at four six four North Abbey Road in Elyria. Oh, right down the street from more my house. More fours, more fours. This is a lot of four heavy four. Love ads. it. 
But hey, um, we are progressive people on this show. I know I partic- partic- participate in the uh, the green leaf sometimes. I know you do, and I'm going to go on a limb here and assume Tim does too. No, I don't think so. Not of Tim. Of course not. No, yeah, no, not Tim would never. No. Tim, but Tim's a straight edge. This no. takes care of everything that's not weed, it looks like. so. But I don't know if they sell weed there or not, but it looks like they take care of everything else for you. Give them a call today. Tell them that team talking about ball sent you. I don't know what you get, but maybe a high five or we are fucking ghosts in our show right now. <laughs> now we officially are Caspers. Um, we were talking about our basements and how we have a lot of concrete down there. If you yeah. need any help with your concrete work, give a call to Affordable Concrete Solutions, 440-714-1987, or go to www.concreteacs.com. Tell them Redline Radio sent you. And I don't know if that gets you any things. I don't know really much about this company other than that's their name and their phone number and their website. It's amazing. You know, check it, it out. If you have issues with your car, you know, you can go to, you can go to Tuffy's Tire and Auto Service. I don't know where to tell you, where to go. I don't know who to call, but I know Tuffy's will take care of you. Yeah. Always trust Tuffy. Um, if you're interested in cars, in whether it's uh, racing them, buying buying little stock cars to play with or getting yours fixed. I don't really know what this company does, but give a call to Hayo Wilma Siri. Give them a call. It's all I got. It's a very zoomed in picture. I believe that's the state of Ohio kind of crooked in the background with a race car. Don't know what they do. Don't know what it is. I believe it actually says Ohio Wheelman Series. Don't know what that means. I have no idea. There's no information, but that's, I believe what it says. There's just a weird picture of it. So that's what you got here for Redline Radio. I like it. Um, you know, the country that Iron Man was in when he went down in the first movie and got shut up, it was Iraq, which is right outside of Russia. But if you're curious in the Russian version of Iron Man, it's Vireman, Ambers and Vens. Vireman, Ambers and Vens. They sell Vens with Ambers and Vireman. Give them a call at 061092. That's not enough phone numbers, but that's all I have. I don't know what to tell you. (laughs) Give them a call. Tell them Jorge sent you and you can... (laughs) You can get Ambers and Vens. If you're looking for Amber in the van, you can call 06192. And I'm going to assume that the another new one of ours is Brain Dagger. I don't know. That's what it looks like. Uh, Brain Dagger film knowledge is fill in the blank. That's what they. That's what I love about Brain Daggers. They let you create your own journey. Knowledge is what? It's whatever, whatever you, want, you it to want to do with your life. I will say I'm somewhat familiar with Brain Dagger because uh, Grape was working with them, friend mm. of show. He was with them uh, right before. So knowledge his, is anything you want it to be. I his like red that. line exit. And they are, I believe, a production company. So Brain Dagger Films. Um, knowledge is something. So I'm not sure if this is the um, sister station or sister company to Incredible Keepsakes, but Credible Eepsakes is a great company to look out for. They do amazing things. They do hairish moments. They're not chairs, but they're hairish moments. But they're also moment. they're also made to last forever. But if you want anything done with shirts, t-shirts, you know, coffee cups, anything, I'm assuming they can do the same thing Incredible Keepsakes does. So give Diane a call today. I don't have a phone number off the top of my head here, but if you want to if you want to work with Redline Media Group or as it says here, you want to work with Edline Edia Group, <laughs> you can give us a call here at whatever the number is because there's not a phone number on that either um it's 440 <laughs> that's all i know that's all that's all we know because there's nothing even on here it's 440-503-0828 sounds good to me i don't remember um i got one that actually fits there's one new one that's on here uh it's the middle of summer right now august is creeping up it's right here where we're, it's upon us the hot days haven't even really started yet. August is usually one of the hotter months of the year. So if you have any issue with your HVAC, if your house isn't getting cold, 
Uh, or if you're worried about winter coming up and you're worried that your house isn't going to be warm enough, call Sensible Solutions HVAC Service LLC 440-985-8387. Oh, there's two full ones on here. Well, three, but I'll read the second one. Wiggins Construction and Home Improvement. They're the OG of sponsorships. They do. They've done our studio, everything. Give them a call today at 440-731-4654. Tell them that Team Redline sent you. And I, I don't know. Is this the one where you get the 10% off? I'm not sure because it's not on there right don't now. Remember. I'm just, I'm just, Couldn't I'm tell just you. guessing here. Um, another company that we love ever since we started here at Redline Radio. This is somebody that, you know, entertaining as shit. Kyle and I go to these all the time. Mm. Um, speaking of Dan Romer, big wrestler. Uh, RPW Redline Pro Wrestling. Obviously, I mean they have shows all the time. I'm just kidding. It's been two, a year and a half now. We've been with Redline Radio, and they've never had one thing with Redline Pro Wrestling, but except for Dave Dave owns belts. Except I know that we had the tag team belts, and those have never officially been taken off us because I wasn't pinned before. How about you? Never seen nope, them since. Exactly. I don't so, know what happened to them. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe Dave pawned them. And uh, that was the ad reads brought to you by Talking About Balls, where we are always talking on our feet. And keeping you on yours. Speaking of things that aren't updated, do you know there's shows on Redline Radio every day? They're not on Monday. There are. It's just not on that board because why would it be? You could check out, what is it? Church, Church Boy, Boy Fellowship. Fellowship. I almost said Church yeah. Boy Service and I was like, it's not right. Church Boy Fellowship, Monday night, 7 to 9. Oh, check it out. It's written in white. That's why. Oh, yeah. I didn't. I can barely see it from here. Uh, Church Boy Fellowship, Monday night, 7 to 9. You can check it out on Redline Radio Studio 1. And then you're going to ease yourself into Tuesday. And what do you ease yourself into Tuesday with? I, I ease myself into Tim every... I mean... The yeah. Hug Cam himself, Tim Buck, <laughs> Tuesday, 6 to 8. Check him out on Redline Radio Studio number 1. I was actually watching his show. That's the best part oh, about... Hold on. He knows Kyle needs Alert. one right now. Give it to me, baby. That's the best part about uh, Redline Radio is you can watch it. for a hug right now. You can watch it on an app. Oh, so I'm sitting there last night, literally, I'm oh. at Olive Garden and I'm See, that's, watching that's Tim Buck Tuesday. Right there. That is a good Thanks, one. That buddy. one looks so nice. I feel good now. I, I feel calmed down. And then I looked at the show schedule again. I'm pissed off again. Jesus Christ. Yeah, it doesn't last long. But yeah, Tim Buck Tuesday can be seen on Redline Radio. Uh, all the social medias. You can check it out on mm. Twitter. You can check it out on YouTube, Facebook. However you want to find Tim, you're going to find him. Check out Tim's personal accounts too. Tim, plug your socials right now because I want Tim to get some followers here. What are you? What are you into? Are you an Instagram? You a TikTok? What are you into more? I'm on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter. Twitter is more like Pornhub for me, or X, I should call it. Uh, Damn. I don't know what that was. Um, but Tim Buck. Oh, yeah, I forgot they changed their name. Yeah, Tim Buck Two. That's T I M B U K T U underscore thirty one on TikTok and Instagram, um, and then uh, Facebook is Timothy Washington Jr. Check him out. And YouTube is a uh, Tim Buck Two production. That's what, yeah, I asked you earlier. I want to, I want to start, uh, subscribe to you. I, I got to do that. Timbuktu production. I'll find you. And, uh, every Tuesday you can check a show out six to eight Timbuktu Tuesdays. Always is a great cast. You never know who's going to be there. You never know where, what they're going to talk about. The best part, Tim doesn't even know what they're going to talk about. And I love sure that. Don't. Uh, also on Tuesdays, live on location with Gary Weiner from six to 10 playing all of your hits. Redline radio, LLC.com exclusive. Ugh, excuse me. There we go. Broad street South eight to nine on Tuesdays. Talking about balls, of course, from seven to nine on Wednesdays. What's up in the 216? Hopefully that'll be coming back soon. Um, any word on that? You said uh, it was supposed to be August, supposed, right? I think she's supposed to come back. I'm not 100%. Okay. So. I, saw, I saw she posted the other day and said it, when her doctor gives her clearance, she'll be back. So I'm not sure. Oh, I didn't see that. Okay. Yeah. That's great news. So hopefully well, no, she, she was. Get... She posted on uh, one of Dave's posts. Oh, okay. So hopefully she's back soon. That would be great. Her show is entertaining as shit. I look forward to it coming back on Thursdays. I already talked about him. Our man, that guy, Dub, from three to four. Check it out again. I was just on the show. Had a great time talking to him. Could have talked for hours. Um, but I was up against it. I only had an hour to spare. I had to go pick up my new couch 
and then go golf. So I uh, had a little bit of a time crunch. Priorities, man. Priorities. Hey, that's how it goes. Also on t- uh, Thursdays for the culture, the Lex Vegas show, one of the best shows at Redline Radio. He is always bringing the fire. Last week, I think it was last week, he had his daughter on. Um, yep, last Thursday. You know, good times. That dude's willing to, uh, I won't even say push the envelope because having your daughter on is just, it's got to be like an uncomfortable experience, especially for his show and his, uh, his what's what I'm looking for, material. Like what he talks about, got to be awkward to do it in front of your daughter. So kudos to him for having on there. That takes some balls. Um, Broad Street South also from eight to nine. And then if you're on Redline Radio LLC.com, you can always check out Tim from five to seven, only on Redline Radio LLC.com. Going on a bit of a hiatus going forward for the whole month of August. There will not be a show on Friday nights, but when it comes back, you can always check out. From 8 to 10. On Saturdays, you've got Unscripted from 10 to 12. Were they on last week? I don't think so. I don't remember getting a notification or anything. Uh, one of them wasn't allowed out of the nursing home, so they had to postpone the show. Chipper, Dave, or Adam? Uh, all three. Could have been any of them. Um, unscripted, or as we like to call it, unattended, because they didn't even have a fucking show. Uh, you could check it out on Saturdays sometimes. Like I don't know. They don't even tell anybody when they're not going to have a show. Too much information from 6 to 8, TMI, and Comedy and Cocktails with Jen Jen from 8.30 to 9.30. And then on Sundays, coming soon, Steel City Running Late, their show will be going I am on. going to promise you right now that their entire first hour of their show is going to be nothing but the George uh, Pick and Catch that they're going to talk about. Guarantee it. No, actually, I think most of their show will be them talking about talking about balls because they <laughs> they love them some us. <laughs> Let's be honest. They love them some us. Uh, also, you've got Loud and Local with Jeff from 730 to 930. Uh, he's always playing uh, different bands, local music. He's always setting up concerts. He's a grinder, man. Give him all the credit in the world for the work that he puts in. So check all those shows out on Redline Radio. There might be more that I don't even know about because the fucking schedule hasn't been updated in weeks. So I don't know. Maybe there's a new show that I forgot to talk about. I always see Dave telling people to come on Redline and make a show. I don't know if they do it or not. Because oh, how would I know? Off. Yeah, we're still going. I can see us on oh, there. I see. It's you know. So anybody wondering? Oh, actually, no, we're not. It just went out. Though. Okay, we can still be heard. It's the, man, it's, fix, it's, the, it's the man trying you to get to us. You can never silence us. The you man might be able to, to not to see us. us, but you'll never silence us. All right, let's um, talk some sports, man. Really quick, actually. I wanted one oh, more thing. Oh, one more One thought. more thing I, I made a little oh, note of. Oh, FYI. The, our lights are not going off and on. The bill was paid, I think. It's just a camera. So just in case you're wondering why we're getting darker out over here. It's just because Tim, weird. Tim anytime, keeps hugging anytime, us. He's rubbing anytime off Anytime Tim walks up to the screen, it gets a lot darker. I don't know. It's weird. I wanted to ask you guys. Mega Millions is the fourth highest it's ever been in history. Was it was it gonna be a Friday? One point one point two five billion. Oh, I'm with playing. a B. I'm playing. Uh I already played. I bought my tickets tonight. Um or today. Are you guys playing? A? Yes. I'm gonna play right now. B. If you win, uh-huh. first purchase. Land. Okay. Kyle wants to be a landowner. Tim, first purchase. Red line radio. So after you spent ten dollars, what do you, what else are you gonna buy? <laughs> no, uh, uh um, let's keep coming. <laughs> <laughs> the first purchase is probably uh new internet for the studio. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a Porsche. A Porsche. I like it. Mine would be not not a fun, not a sexy purchase. I'd buy a lawyer. I would immediately get myself a lawyer. Oh, yeah. I mean, okay. So outside of that, because the first yeah, three things the, I would yeah. do is a lawyer, a financial advisor. Yes. And I'd, I'd also um, hire a, um, a masseuse, 
uh, yeah, masseuse. Sean Watson. <laughs> uh, someone else, because then I would make sure that, would you, okay, here's the other thing. Would you, you stay anonymous, right? Um, I don't think you can. You can't in Ohio. You can't? Certain states. I don't think Ohio is one of them. That sucks because I would change my phone numbers third then. Cause I want nobody knowing to call me or get a hold of me. I, mean, I, I, still, I, I, I answer the phone and tell them no. <laughs> I would. Well, I would still change all my contact information. I, I would people put, would know that I'm a rich would, motherfucker. If now. I hit that much money, because you think about the end of it, the, because they they did the math yesterday online. Someone's like, if you take the lump sum, which you would be stupid not to, um, you would take. You only get like I think it's like. 350 million only? after taxes and shit only wait that can't be true i think taxes they take like no because then you they take like their they take their part off the top and then federal takes their part then state takes their part really and 1 billion would 1.25 like would 360 million dollars I, I shouldn't owe taxes that for the next crazy i feel like you'd, you'd walk away with at least like if you take the lump sum if you take the lump sum right yeah. if you take the payments you'll make more money over time i believe is what they did what how they much said. what are the payments break down to that i don't know on, on a billion i'm not sure but it, you make more money in the long run but you think about it if you get that much 360 million you put a million dollars into a high earning account that money's gonna make money and you'll be fucking set for life i would so. put more than that with 300 million like yeah it would be hard to spend that much money in a lifetime i, so would, I would i would push limits on that. i would but. too but in the high interest accounts i would put like 150 sure. of million that's why of the that. fi- you like, say a financial advisor here do what yeah. you have to do like take i want to live like an asshole first and foremost yeah. so let's let's financially advise for that let's put money aside for me to spend it ah, frivolously the trust. there you go I buy shit. Yep, and you then could, and I'd, I'd, I'd put money into a trust for my friends like certain friends like here's x amount for you you and you yeah. family you you and you and that's it no more asking questions sign this thing that says you'll never ask me for money NDA. again and we're moving on yeah, nda yeah. for sure i would love i'm, I'm but very you know, excited but I, you know so I, would, I would buy land to build a house like mm-hmm. a car i would build like like a like a move people like if people wanted to like big section of land just build houses people with my friends or whatever you basically live make on. like a resort yeah, like yeah, a resort and then i'd buy another chunk of land i'd i'd work with someone to design my own golf course oh i like that patrick mahomes just got a he got, i don't think he got a course he got like a hole put in his backyard yeah like one one yeah. hole like i would three, i would design I my own golf course i'd make it like high end so like they held tournaments there mm-hmm. and i could play and my friends could play anytime we wanted to and let someone else run it i just make the money off of it I would like that, but at the same time, I feel like I would get bored and be like, all right, I want to go play at a different course. I would just be bouncing around. Well, yeah, but, but I mean, it's with all course, that money, I could do whatever absolutely. I wanted. Absolutely. Take the, best the part. private Lear jet this weekend. Let's go play Augusta yeah. or something. I don't know. Then we could really play Pebble Beach. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you don't know who we are. We can play Pebble Beach. Don't, don't even ask questions. Um, all right. As promised, we will talk a little bit about sports, not just the From golf. From a billionaire golf to that we millionaire, play. Joe Thomas goes into the Hall of Fame. Finally, first ballot Hall of Famer Joe Thomas. His time has made it. Um, congratulations to him. We all knew he was well going to the Hall of Fame. The second he announced his retirement, I told everybody. I mean, even when he was still playing, I got into arguments with people where I told them, like, Joe Thomas is a first ballot Hall of Famer, no question. People were like, no way, he's an offensive lineman. I'm like, he's one of the greatest of all time. I hope everyone understands and appreciates that as a Browns fan. Um, so kudos to Joe Thomas. He is officially going into the Hall of Fame this weekend. It is here um, in honor of him, the Browns are in the Hall of Fame game. His enshrinement speech and all that jazz will be on Saturday. It's like a half a man he used to be because he literally he lost is half a lot the man of weight. He used to be um, good for him though. He is he's getting into broadcasting and he wants to continue that. He does uh, do the he does the play by play for the Browns preseason games. He works for the NFL Network and in, in small capacities and stuff. So kudos, I'm happy for him. I think he's a great, entertaining guy. Um, super nice. I met him a couple times. I have a bunch of his autographs. Like he is just one of the nicest people in the yep. world. Uh, I used to live in Westlake, and I think he lived out there. I don't know if he still does. Back when he still played with the team, and I ran into him and his family at a an ice cream store one time, and just nice as can be. Like I wasn't bothering. I just said like, "Hey, how you doing?" And yeah. that was it. Like I wasn't like, "Hey, let me get an autograph." I don't care about that. <laughs> if someone's out with their family, I respect them. Um, 
but just super nice guy. And um, honestly, I'm, I couldn't be happier that a, a Cleveland Brown is headlining the Hall of Fame. Yes. A Cleveland Brown that I got to watch play his entire career here. Yep. Um, Can't say the next time that's going to happen, but. Uh, with this roster, we have a lot of guys that are going to be in the Hall of Fame. Like Miles Garrett will be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Um, depending on Chubb? how his career goes, uh, Chubb definitely could. It's hard for running back, though. He's going to have to break some Watson? records. Uh, it depends on his career. I mean, he's still young. If he goes out and wins a Super Bowl or two, 100% he's a Hall of Famer. Um, Chubb, on the other hand, same thing. If he wins a, a, a we get a, a Super Bowl or two with him, if he gets a, a rushing title or two, there's a good chance he could be because he does have a very high um, yards per carry average. If he keeps that up, he is in the same conversation yeah. as Jim Brown, but he's got to work on the yardage and get more yards this year. Um, so, yeah, if his stats keep going, he, he could be in there. Um, trying to think of who else might be a potential Hall of Famer. It would be really hard for them, but Joel Batonio, I think, could be a Hall of Famer. I would absolutely see that. Um, I think that might be it for this current roster, if I'm being right honest now. with you. Unless so, some of these younger people we have on a team Yeah, the younger guys, obviously, yeah. we got to see what happens with them. But for right now, that might be it. But I still think that's a pretty good group. Absolutely. Uh, we have a few guys that we can see it, but it is awesome to know that I'm excited to see what his speech is going to be because he's a pretty funny guy. He's a very entertaining guy. His wife is going to be doing his... Um, whatever it's called. She's going to be doing his like introduction or whatever. Oh, he didn't get somebody else to introduce him. Oh, that's no, he, he's having his wife do it. How nice of him. Um, and then you got Darrell Revis is also going to be going in. And that's the one cool thing is Darrell Revis is he's clearly known by most football fans. Revis Island, one yeah. of the best corners of all time. And Joe Thomas is still going to be the headline guy. Yeah. I mean, uh, a lot of people think maybe that's just because it's in Canton, which is not far from Cleveland. So they think the proximity is why he's the headliner, but I think he is the overall better player. Yeah. I, I mean, people don't realize what we had with Joe Thomas, like, because he's always on a shitty team, right? Yeah, we had the most dominant left tackle. But when you break down the stats, and I'm sure Steve probably could bust out numbers right now. Steve knowing, loves Joe Thomas. But, uh, he doesn't. Though, but, you could, but if you look in the stats statistically, I mean, one of the best left tackles ever to play the game, you know, which is amazing. You know, he always protected. He, Probably one of the only left tackles to protect as many quarterbacks as he protected. I was actually listening to uh, a radio show today and, and all week long on Cleveland radio because of Joe Thomas. This is his week. Uh, they've been interviewing him, uh, coaches, uh, ex-teammates, etc. One of the shows had Derek Anderson on today. Oh, OK. Yeah. And they were like, hey, you played with Joe. What was that like? And he said, you know, that guy was so damn good that I didn't even realize it because the, the rest of the team wasn't that great. Um he would occasionally find himself like floating to the left as a quarterback because he's just like, I feel safe over here because Joe <laughs> Thomas is right here. He said eventually like coaches had to yell at him and they were like, Derek, you get, what the hell are you doing? Like stop floating over there. And he's like, I didn't even realize I was doing it. It's just Joe Thomas is blocking for me. I'm like, yeah, I know I'm going to be okay be behind here. him. Yeah, that's yeah. where you want to be. Makes so sense. It's, it's great. Kudos to him. I'm really excited again. It's, it's just cool to see a, a, a player that I got to watch. Like I know. There have been other Browns players in the Hall of Fame. There's been like a guy like Clay Matthews is a guy that everyone yeah, wants that in the sucks, Hall of Fame. I, I hope he gets in eventually. But he I, he I mean, deserves it. Truthfully, if you look at his stats, he deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. He, I mean, he's been on. He's been in so many semifinalists. Yeah, just roles, hasn't made it just yet. Never made it. So hopefully one day he goes, which would be cool. But at the same time, I never watched Clay Matthews play a down of football. So I feel like he's going to be part of that that like part that gets in if they've passed on, like you know, as he dies and they, yeah, they bring or, in other people. Yeah, I could see that. Or like it is going to be a while. It could be like a year where they're like, fuck, we can only we only have like three guys that are really worth going into the Hall of Fame. So they're like, let's throw a couple of these like guys on the edge. And that's where you might see him. But again, I would be happy for him. I know a lot of like, you know, older people in Cleveland that watch the Browns for their whole lives 
are very familiar with him. Again, I never saw him play down. Uh, there we go. Um, so it would be really cool. Here we go. We got Steve stats allowed just 30 sacks in 6,680 pass, pass block snaps, which is uh sack allowed in 0.004% of total pass plays. According to pro football focus, that's insane. asking we shall receive that is insane. That's, I mean, it's crazy because people probably look at that number and go, Oh, okay. But that's insanely good. Like, there are some I'd offensive curious, linemen. I'd be curious where that ranks of all time. Like some offensive linemen give up like ten plus sacks a year. Yeah, he gave up thirty sacks in his career. That's that's like out of six hundred six thousand six hundred eighty pass. Two or three that. seasons for your average offensive lineman. And mind you, those were a lot of bad quarterbacks who probably didn't help the they line. held the ball too long. We didn't yes. have a, the, everybody around him on the offensive line. There were some years we had some good offensive linemen, like when we had Mitchell Schwartz, Joel Batonio. Alex Mack, Joe Thomas, and then whoever the fuck we would put in at right ta- right guard. Um, those offensive lines were pretty damn good. We had one of the yeah. best offensive lines in football, but not taking anything away from Joe Thomas. Joe Thomas has been here since 2007, and like Kyle said, he has protected some really fucking bad quarterbacks. He had to protect Johnny Manziel. He's had to protect Charlie Fry, Brady Quinn, Derek Anderson. The list goes on and on. I mean, just garbage fucking quarterbacks. This poor guy had to pr- had to protect and did it at the highest level. Yeah. Kudos, Joe. Yeah. Kudos very happy Joe. for Joe Thomas. Uh, literally one of my favorite Cleveland Browns. Uh, I've met him, like I said, a bunch of times. I have his autograph. I've got Joe Thomas memorabilia in my basement. Um, just a guy that like in the future, I know he's only been retired now. This is his fifth year being retired, but he's a guy that you could buy a Jersey of and wear it anytime. And no one's going to bat an eye. They're like, Oh yeah. Hell yeah. Joe Thomas. That's a great player. Yeah, absolutely. I've got him. I got to sign one in my, my basement. He's like my centerpiece. Yeah. That's yeah, a good one to have. Because I mean, the Hall of Famer, right? It makes sense. So boom. He is truly the greatest Cleveland Brown I've ever got to watch play football in my lifetime so Absolutely. far. Absolutely. I agree. Miles Garrett will probably pass that as he continues to go in his career. I hope this year is a just a boost point for him. I hope that it's a that he takes off to another level this year. We will talk all about this. Uh, I know we like to do the wing in it in the beginning of the show, um, but the next two episodes, because it works out perfectly before the season starts, we're going to do... Uh, next week or next episode will be an AFC breakdown and the week at the, the episode after that will be an NFC breakdown. So we're going to do all that. We will Perfect. talk about the Browns and we'll give our predictions on, you know, defensive player of the year. We'll do a special Cleveland Browns only prediction type thing where we're going to predict like over under touchdowns or yards for Nick Chubb over under sacks for Miles Garrett over under touchdowns for Deshaun Watson, things like that. We're going to do fun shit like that uh, in our next episode. And so, don't forget we are officially back full time. Yeah. The 30th of August. Yep. And that's why, because the we'll do the NFC preview, then the next week will be our normal NFL. We get to do pick them. We get to do, yep. you know, we'll talk a little fantasy maybe because you guys will be getting ready to make your fantasy lineups for that week because it's going to count. So I uh, just wanted to give you guys a little heads up for all that of what I have planned for what we're going to be doing in the next couple of weeks or next couple of episodes, I should say. Uh, but yeah, we are going to be weekly starting August 30th. And I can't wait. Um but yeah, this week, Joe Thomas, it's the, the Joe Thomas celebration. I could not be more excited because tomorrow there is actual tackle football happening with the Cleveland Browns, albeit hmm. Kellen Mond is getting the start. You will see Absolutely. nobody of value for the most part. You'll see a couple guys like Tillman's going to play. Mm-hmm. Um, most of the all some the rookies of the rookie, are going yeah, to play for sure. Yeah. Some of the even second year guys are going to play some some undrafted guys that, you know, might not are make the team are going to play. Are you going to? Put a bet on a game. Already did. Oh, of course you did. Browns, Browns money line. Oh, you went the money line. 
Yeah, because they are they're plus uh like 105 yeah. for the Browns. I was line. gonna put some money on like some of the like stat guys like the mind I was gonna put on there. I'm like, not touching runner. that. Only because <laughs> I don't know what the Browns plan is because we do have Dorian Thompson Robinson, um, or Thomas Robinson, yeah. whatever the fuck you say his name, uh, the backup. We have some younger quarterbacks, so and, and younger players at every position. I don't know how much time these guys are gonna see. Even for Tillman, Cedric Tillman is our rookie wide receiver. He might only be out there for a series. So if you take him to be like, you know what, I have him over four catches. He's only out there for three plays, gets maybe one catch, and they're like, all right, we want you out. We don't want to risk you getting yeah. hurt because you, you're a big part of our future. Then he doesn't get it. So I'm not touching preseason just oh. because of the snap. Counts, I might just you know, put now. I might put a couple couple dollars and some fun stats to see. But the money line one is curious. I, I guess I didn't check the line. They are plus what plus one ten. They were like I think plus one hundred five, okay. maybe one ten. I don't remember. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, technically the Jets are the favorite minus two, which makes sense. Now hear me out. He sucks ass, but Zach Wilson was the number two overall pick in the draft. Yes. Just a few and years ago. And he was ago. their starter for two years in a row. He was their starter for a handful of games here and there before he either got benched or or hurt because he was not good. Let's preface with that. He's very bad. Um, hang on, one more. Joe Thomas' career pass block grade from Pro Football Focus was 95.9, which is the best among any player from the Pro Football Focus era. Woo! So he literally is the best, the greatest offensive lineman of all time. Of all time. You didn't notice we we always have like the best players that like yeah they make a difference can't do but shit positions, for us. positions that don't matter yeah <laughs> like I don't Bill see Dawson. Joe Thomas running that ball in the end zone you suck yeah like slacker. Bill Dawson could kick the ball through any fucking weather like he had a de- he had a great leg he, he he knew how to play the wind and everything but did he get to do it that much nope because we sucked we weren't in scoring position half the time so it didn't matter wasn't isn't he like our lead scorer of all time our second. Uh, he might be, yeah. It's not saying it, much. Well, no, that actually happens a lot in sports. The kickers usually are because you figure they're getting a lot more points than like the quarterbacks. Like you figure you get a touchdown, running backs run it in. So in any given year, if hypothetically Tom Brady throws thirty touchdowns, but you have running backs that are going to run for fifteen touchdowns combined, maybe twenty, a couple defensive touchdowns here and there, punt return, kick return. The kicker comes out every time and kicks that extra point. So after every time you score a touchdown, no matter who scored it. The kicker's getting a point most 99% of the time. And then in your field goal range, they're getting three points. So kickers are usually the team's leading yeah. scorer. Like Justin Tucker is probably Baltimore's all-time leading scorer and will he's, end his career that way. He's for sure a Hall of Famer, I think. Oh, no question. I just mean like in terms of being a team's like highest scorer, if, if a team had a really good kicker, it's usually the kicker. Yeah, yeah I agree. What are, you, what are you looking for tomorrow night? Uh, obviously, no one in particular. I, I, I want to see DTR um, come out and look great. Um, as as a rookie quarterback, because that's another thing that a lot of people got to look at. Uh, I think Kellen Mond and D- DTR are battling for the third quarterback spot. I don't think we're going to hold four. So this is really a battle of their jobs. Uh, in terms of the rookies, I'm just excited to see the defensive lineman, uh, Ika, or however the fuck you pronounce his name, the kid from Baylor, the big Samoan. The big dude. Um, big dude. Cedric Tillman, I'm excited to watch, a wide receiver, because he's made some decent catches in, in training camp, and I think they have high expectations for him. Uh, for what it's worth for a third round pick. Um, honestly, for me, it's just I want to watch these young kids go out there and play. Uh, I want to watch the defense, and I know it's going to be mostly backups. I understand, but I want them to embarrass Zach Wilson. My buddies are Jets fans. I know it's the Hall of Fame game. I know it doesn't mean anything, but I want to beat the fuck out of the Jets. I want to embarrass Zach Wilson. Yeah. I want them to pick him off, strip sack, etc. I want to be able to text the most laughing emojis I could fucking send <laughs> tomorrow. I want my phone 
to just like Facebook did, ban me from sending laughing emojis to my friends. That's how bad I it's want. It's gonna start to be. limiting certain emojis you can send. Yeah, it's gonna be like, like my like Siri's gonna be like, dude, what the fuck? Like, are you <laughs> done doing this? But I'm looking I'm, forward to the game. And, and again, my number one takeaway for the whole preseason: do not get hurt. Yes. Last year, the very Nick. first snap of the preseason, Nick Harris fucking blew his knee out. Done. He was our starting center, supposed to be for the entire year. Blew his knee out. Done immediately after the first snap it's horrible yeah that's the one thing i was i was i was probably looking forward to most is just watching the game and healthy right i want to see good game oh, good plays i want to see the rookies get their time i want to see some crisp passes i want to see some plays out there you know just blocking and some defensive plays but i want everybody to walk up the field at the end of the game not injured and, rookie and, and or no thing, rookie i just want to make sure we're all healthy and obviously I, I said it was because i hate zach wilson and the jets but i mean i mean all seriousness behind it I want the defense to just look dominant because of how well coached they are by right. Jim Schwartz. I want this new defensive scheme that we're running to just go out there and be lights out, even though it's these young shitty, not, I won't say shitty, these young like wannabe players, these yep. kids that are trying to make it in the NFL. They're not the most talented, but if they can go out there and kind of prove that this defense is going to work no matter who you put in the system, I'm excited for that. Yeah, I agree. I um, agree. A couple guys I am curious to see who I think I don't know if they're going to get a lot of playing time. I saw one guy saying that he's really excited to see Martin Emerson, who Martin Emerson legitimately could be our number two corner in the season. He he's, fluctuated back and forth last year. I think. He might be better than Greg Newsom, if I'm being honest. And that's how good he is. So he's one of those guys of like he's going into year two, but I think we really are going to need him. So let's not overplay him in a meaningless preseason. Hall you probably fame see game. some of these guys play like one or two downs. I'm okay with that. Get them, just get, them get, some just get some live games. speed. Reps. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Let's do that. And these young kids too, let's get them a series or two, but let's not overdo it. Um, I really want, I want, I want my phone to die because I'm on Google so much going, who the fuck is this? We'll guy see again? Ford tomorrow for a little while. I think that's going to be fun. Yeah, to you're going to see Jerome Ford. You're going to see all these young kids that, you know, you got a little glimpse of last year, but they barely saw the field that everybody was mad about. Like, Oh, why aren't they? Why isn't he touching the ball more? Um, you're going to see them a lot tomorrow and, and over the next few weeks because I don't think you're going to see a lot of, you know, you, you if they're smart, you're not going to see Miles Garrett play one snap in the preseason. No, if he's I'm, not, if probably, I'm being he's honest. He's probably not going to dress. Nick Chubb, same thing, should not even dress. Deshaun Watson. He should play one game I would for say, a couple downs. Yeah, it, it, the only thing, though, is we do have that dual practice with the Eagles again. So we're going to have a week of practice with the Eagles where from what I was told or like from what I've heard from reporters that always talk about this, when you do a dual team practice, you treat that almost like the game itself. Yeah. Every day in practice, you're you're taking game reps. Like the players are taking it that serious. You're going full speed. So in the preseason game against that same team, you don't play anybody because yeah. you're like our our week of practice was the preseason game. We don't need them to go out there and get hurt. Um, Dub, what's up, man? Uh, he's on break probably at work. We were talking about that. Uh, whenever Dub can get a get, get off work, I've graciously just like he did for me. Told him he is more than welcome on talking about balls at any time. So, uh, Dub, thank you again for having me on your show last week or over the weekend. I look forward to seeing it air, and you are always welcome on here. Um, oh, they're going to be a man. We're running that wide nine with Jim Schwartz. It's going to be a total different look of the defense, something that I don't think fans are going to be – they're not going to be ready for it. Common fans don't – like, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm crazy. You guys all know this when football season comes around is – the wide nine defense we're going to run, is that common? Like, do, do most fans know what that means? Or, like, do they know what it is? Or is this something where it's going to blow their fucking minds tomorrow? Probably going to blow their fucking minds tomorrow. Okay. That's what I expect. So, oh, I'm going to be next week. Hell yeah. That's awesome, Dub. 
Appreciate that, man. Yeah, thank you again for having me, dude. I had a great time. I plugged it a little bit earlier in the show. We went over the recap for everything for the week. And uh, yeah, thank you again for having me. We I, I gave a sh- shout out to Tim. Gave a great shout out to my man, Ray. I wish I mean, blue by we were getting some good shit. We talked sports. We talked a little about like favorite movies. He even asked me like, if you won a lottery, what's the first thing you would buy? And we were talking oh, about that's a good that. question. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I had a, we had a great time, man. I really enjoyed talking with Dubs. That was a really fun time. Um, so check his show out Thursdays, three to four on Redline radio. As long as it's up there on the board because they don't fucking update it ever. Uh, but what are you going to do? So, yeah, my number one takeaway, don't get hurt. It's the preseason. These young kids are out there. I'm, what Jamie said? I didn't see it. Uh, he said he hopes the defense keeps Ward and Newsom in man-to-man coverage, oh, yeah. which, again, I think they will mostly be in because of the defense we're going to be running. Uh, Schwartz knows what he's doing. We now have a Super Bowl-winning defensive coordinator who has ran defenses that have been dominant multiple multiple times it's not a fluky guy that was one year like he had a good year he's been a very good defensive coordinator for his entire career so i am not worried at all about jim schwartz i also think we have the best talent we've ever had on defense with juan thornhill uh at safety with miles garrett Zadarius uh, uh smith the harrison whatever a fucking defensive tackle i don't remember <laughs> half their names we have so, we got so many new guys in here honestly have you watched um, any of the any practice clips and anything in mind I've seen a few. Uh, the one thing I hate about social media during training camp is they only show you like highlight shit. Like, sure. oh, look at this amazing catch. Or there's people that hate Deshaun Watson that would so like, oh, look at this interception. I haven't seen much hate for Deshaun Watson this year. I hear about as it. As much as it was last year. No, it's definitely not as bad. But the thing is, is like, you got to remember, the defense knows the offensive playbook. Right. Like the defense knows what play teams are running. There will be times in practice where a team will run the same offensive play multiple times and they want the quarterback to make different reads and do different things but the players go to the same spot. So the defense knows what a guy is doing. So it's a lot easier to, to make a, an offense look bad. Um, I've also heard some things that it's hard to, I don't know how to take it. I've heard Jedrick Wills is getting beat like a fucking drum. That's what she said. It's don't know how to take it. It's, it's, it's hard. It's so hard. How do I take it? Um, He's getting beat by a drum by Miles Garrett. Miles Garrett. I heard. Only the, you get to get sharp in that tool, man. You I heard get, yesterday that, Miles Garrett was in the backfield before Deshaun Watson could take his like last step back uh, like four times at least. Like that's how quick he was getting back there, which great that Miles Garrett's moving that fucking sure, fast. Sure. That's amazing. But sucks for our left tackle. Not good for Jedrick yeah. Wills because unfortunately Miles Garrett's really, really good. But there are guys in this division who are Trey G- Hendrickson, are pretty good. TJ, uh, TJ Watt. Those guys are pretty good too. And if they're working one-on-one with Jed, Jed Wills, that's not good for Deshaun Watson. I don't yeah. want, that's my biggest worry is that someone's going to get our quarterback killed because they're, they're piss poor blocking. I hope, I just hope that iron sharpens iron, you know, yeah. one of those things where he's getting better because of miles is and beating his ass, but I, don't I have, know. I have no ill will against Jedrick Wills. I think he's a fine player. He's just not a, that's a tough thing is we went from Joe Thomas. We went from the greatest left tackle of all time to a good left tackle in Jedrick Wills. Right. So it's, it's a steep drop off, but he's not that it's bad. One, like he's one a of the most important positions line. on the line. It 100% that's your is blind side. Your blind side for your quarterback. You are his protector. So what I was asking was if you watched any clips, did you watch the clip of um, Ward against Elijah Moore? And that, that like, touchdown, that little, uh, that little that, like, that red zone play. That was yeah, pretty slick. That was awesome. And again, that's Elijah Moore was 
a damn good player, highly coveted coming out of college, went to the Jets where they have no quarterbacks. Their their offense has been trash for the last like five years. And there are statistics that show Elijah Moore is so much more productive when any quarterback not named Zach Wilson was in the game. (laughs) And the stats are there to prove it. It was like 11 games without Zach Wilson. He has like 600 yards, five touchdowns. With Zach Wilson, he's got like zero touch. Like his numbers are atrocious with Zach Wilson because Zach Wilson Wilson is a very, very bad quarterback. So um, that's one player. And I'm not going to sit here and pound the table and say, take Elijah Moore in fantasy. I think he's going to have a fantasy football Absolutely taking Elijah Moore in football this I year. I think he's going to have a good year. I'm not willing to stake my reputation on him having I mean, again. he's a solid three. Oh, no, absolutely. Team. Yeah. He, I'm saying he's a guy you can take, but I'm not saying don't take him like early thinking like this dude's going to be yeah. the reason I win a fantasy championship. Is he a good guy to have on your bench in fantasy? I would think so. Um, I could see him going a week where he puts up, you know, 12 points I've and then a week always, where he puts up four. Every know? every year, I've always had issues drafting anybody who's not Chubb on the Browns team. Yeah. Um, because you don't know what you're going to get production wise, right? So yeah, now that, this year, you might be able to. Cooper was solid last year, right? Cooper, Cooper was, was very good. And that's the other thing, for, too, is for catches. He everything. was going in with Jacoby Brissett. And that was another thing is I didn't know who to trust on the offense last year right. because we had Jacoby Brissett. I was worried Nick Chubb wasn't going to do much because they would stack the stack box against Jacoby Brissett. Jacoby Brissett proved to have his best year as a quarterback, but it still didn't result in any fancy mind mind blowing players. Numbers, yeah, right? like yeah. Amari Cooper wasn't winning you a championship. DPJ wasn't winning you a championship, nor was David and Joku. So, but if now, you had, if you had Cooper as your second or third option, if you wanted just you're 10, in good 15 shape. points, you were fine. You were getting yeah. those catches and you're getting, the you're going to get you know? six catches for, you know, 80 to a hundred yards and you're going to get maybe a touchdown every other week. Not bad right. at all. So yeah, no, I'm excited to watch the game tomorrow night just to watch real football again. I'll probably, probably watch it outside in the patio tomorrow night. Just, catch the game, see what happens, but I'm excited for it to be here finally. I'm really excited. I love football. You guys know that's my favorite sport, so this is my time to shine. We have real football. I, the Hall of Fame game is always ass. I usually don't give a fuck about it, but because it's the Browns, I will watch every single play like a maniac. It's going to be great. Can't wait. And we're going to break it down in two weeks, too. Uh, by the time we do our next show, there will be multiple Browns preseason games, so we'll have a lot to talk about, and it'll be fun. It's going to be great. Um, speaking of the Browns, I want you all watching to vote either in the comments, also go to the website and I want everyone on the show here to vote. If you could throw it up, Tim, the Browns are doing a midfield logo again, and they want you, the fans to decide option. One is that new dog logo that was voted by the fans. Option two is the elf that they had last year. Option three is the helmet and option four is just a stripe down the middle. Um, of course, if you, you voted for option four, you You're, should just kill yourself. Yeah. Jump off a cliff. Cause that's is, is four. Just one of those like, fuck it, throw it up there type things. Yeah. Four was almost like they were like, shit. I, don't know I feel like do. that's going to go. It's going to backfire. People are going to vote for that one more often. Well, though. no, the one thing people are really pissed about is they're like, why the fuck isn't there a 32? Yeah. A Jim Brown midfield thing. Well, I think they're going to put 32. Like they, They're going to put it on the field, I yeah, think. Yeah, I think they're going to highlight. They're going to put 32 at the 32-yard line and, and highlight 32. But that, that is one thing the fans were like really adamant about. They're like, how about a fucking helmet that says 32 on it? I, mean, I wouldn't vote for that, to be honest. Would you? No, I wouldn't. I've already yeah. voted. I voted for the Elf again. Yeah, I voted for two. Yeah. Yeah, like I know th- there are very superstitious people. Usually I am superstitious. I'm okay with three, and, too, because we've had it before as well, but I like two more. Yeah, I don't like more. the dog. If no. the dog wins, I'm not going to be really Put happy. Put the dog in the honest. end zone. Put the dog like in the end zone if you want to. Yeah, um, we I'm need fine with that. Give me paint, full painted end zones. Yes. 
And if Not you want to have, if you wanted to say like Cleveland in one, Browns in the other, and one has the helmet, the other the other end zone and, has the dog, and put the dog in the dog pound end zone. Totally cool with that. Totally cool with that. Um, but I know there were a lot of people that are like superstitious, and they were pissed off because they're like, I love the elf, but they're like, I don't want it because you know what I think of when I see it. Our home opener last year was against the Jets, where he blew that fucking giant lead, and they're like, that's all I think of is like we sucked on that fucking field with yeah. the elf. Like, get rid of it. Um, so that is kind of funny. Now, give me, me, give me, give me option. Give me option two for sure. Um, yeah, I'm with you, Tim. What do you, what do you, what would you want? Um, if I had to pick out of these, give me, you don't like any of these? (laughs) Not really. Uh, give me, uh, give me the elf again or the dog, honestly. The I mean, dog I preferred in the end so zone. So enthusiastic, Tim. The dog I preferred in the end zone. It Tim sounded like he was is, doing a hostage video. Why the fuck is four on there? This shit looks like a uh, Isn't that a waste of time? Bowl. That's like, a fucking waste. <laughs> like, literally, video games do do better jobs at, like, making shit up. They just have a fucking stripe. Like, there, there was somebody that got paid to come up with these four. And they were like, here we go, boss. Let's ship it. Let's go. Yeah, it's glitching again. Um, But, yeah, no, I would go with two, albeit... You guys know that I love the original OG elf. I have it tattooed on my body. Um, the one just holding the football, standing still, not this one. Um, but an elf's an elf. I'll take it. It is what it is. What's up, Dave? I would vote for number two. I hope the elf goes back in the field. I, I Again, I wish they would just go to the original elf logo that like everyone knows with the Cleveland Browns that they actually put on the fucking merch. Um, the fact that they sell the other elf on hats and shirts and everyone loves it. And then they have this one that people don't care about. And that's the one they want to put on the field. I don't get it. I fucking don't understand it. Um, yeah, I, I don't like that dog. We already said it, Dave, you just chimed, you just got here. Uh, we would like that dog in the end zone by the dog pound. I think that would look cool down there. If they want to use that fan picked logo, but it should not be at midfield. In my opinion, I feel like, do we know what's winning yet? Do they have like live? I don't think so. I don't know. I haven't really checked. They just posted it a couple days ago. Maybe literally, I think it was honestly. I think it was Monday. They threw that up there for everyone to start voting on. I don't know Is when voting closes. Too? They have it on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. I think they posted on all the Cleveland Browns official social medias. So check it out. Um, the go vote. Do your part. Option two, if that's when you like. I mean, vote for whatever the fuck you want. But I like option two. That's the one I'm going with. That's the one I think is going to win. If I had to guess. I also think that. Don't get me wrong. The Browns will not pick the fan favorite. They probably have one in mind. They've already paid somebody to paint it on the field. They have it like ready to go. We'll, we'll so, probably have some insider like taking a, a picture when it's getting live painted. Like, oh, here's the winner. Yeah, because they'll do it before the the game against the Bengals week one. They're not going to do it for the preseason. They never paint the field for the preseason, nor should they. But um, we'll see which one wins. I'm, I'm hoping number two. Speaking of the Bengals, I got a little thing to switch in here. I don't have a picture for it because who gives a tit? Joe Burrow. Got a little banged up at practice last week. Calf he came injury. limping hard and got carted off the field. And then after the practice, Zach, Zach Taylor, the head coach, just said, yeah, it was a calf injury. They said it was just some sort of calf injury. They're not really disclosing much. Um, but a calf injury like this could be a few-week injury, could be a couple-month injury. Hey, week one um, against the Browns, you can make that a long-time injury if you want to. And that's care. the number one thing I'm thinking about is, A, he tries to rush back and he's not fully healthy. And a quarterback whose legs aren't working the greatest up against a fresh Miles Garrett. Good mm-hmm. luck. He wants Miles wants to eat. So and the you could also then have your backup quarterback. I don't even know who it is. It's still Brandon Allen. I think that's their backup quarterback. At least it was a couple of years ago. 
Um, they could be out there rolling with their backup quarterback week one against the Browns. He's got to so. be nervous, though, because potentially is what contract here he's going to be playing for, right? Yeah. There, Justin Herbert, we, we didn't even talk paid. about this. Justin Herbert got fucking paid, and Joe Burrow is next in line to get that huge contract yeah. from that draft class. And everyone said, okay, currently Justin Herbert is the highest paid quarterback in the NFL. Highest paid player, I think, actually. Yes. Um, And everyone's just going, and he will be until... Joe Burrow gets his contract because Joe Burrow will, of course, make if more he money. Makes it to the end of the season, and now, yeah, he's already hurt. I mean, the Bengals have got to be a little worried. He's he blew his ACL out year one. He had the uh, appendicitis right before the season last year. He was a little slow starting. Now he gets this calf injury that could be lingering for the entire season, depending on how well it heals. Could cost him a couple of weeks of the regular season, which mm. is not good for a team. Most non-contact uh, injuries ever by by a player, I think. Dave is calling a Joey B ready and healthy for the season. Joey B. Oh, Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow. Okay, I'm sorry. I don't know about that. We'll see because calf injuries like that linger. They do not go away for the season. No. You're going to have to play with that for the entire year. Um, it's just a matter of how healthy you it's are. Just, and it's just blood in the water for defensive players right now. Yeah. They know he's not going to probably run the ball. He won't be as mobile. He won't be as mobile, yeah. so they're going to go right after him. And we all know the offensive line of the Bengals is not the best. No. So, And, hey, you know, I'm not telling you guys what to do, but if you're Miles Garrett, go for the leg when you tackle. <laughs> Sweep the leg, Johnny. Go, Sweep the leg. Go low. Um, so, yeah, Joe Burrow got banged up. Uh, at first, honestly, I thought ACL, like Achilles ACL. I something. thought Achilles for sure. He just started hobbling, yeah. fucking dropped, and had to get carted off. So I'm like, dude, he's done. Like he can't walk. And they're like, oh, just calf injury. He's fine. So, I didn't cheer for an injury because I'm not that, you know, evil. But no, he was like, hmm. When I saw it, I literally, my first thought was just like, oh shit, the division just got wide open. Mm. That's that's all I thought of was that the Bengals are clearly going to be the the favorites from everybody to be the division winners. They are picked right now to um, be division winners. And most people have it. Bengals, Ravens, Browns, Steelers in any order for I Browns and no Steelers. I have no idea why they have the Ravens. As, as I don't, What do they see that we don't see? They have a good defense. I'll give them that. They have Patrick Queen's a good linebacker. They traded for Roquan Smith, a good linebacker. Um, defensive line is okay. They've got David Ajabo uh, from Michigan, who's now fully healthy. Who knows what he's going to be because he had a nasty injury in, in, in the offseason last year. Um, they've got a good defense. I'll give them that. Um, offensively, it's Lamar Jackson. It's fucking... Uh, Odell Beckham. Like, yep. I don't, I'm not afraid of that offense personally. Don't get me wrong. Lamar Jackson, talented player, uh, great running quarterback, not getting any younger. No, not getting any healthier. Just got paid a shitload of money. Maybe he's not as aggressive. Maybe he is going to start to think twice about taking those hits because he knows he might be able to get another contract in a few years. If he keeps getting banged up, he's definitely not making any money. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens because. That's the other thing. Last year, there were reports that he could have played. Oh, we knew he could have played. We knew he was sitting out for on purpose. He could have played in the playoffs for them and didn't. And there were a lot of people that probably rubbed the wrong way in the Ravens organization. I know it would for me. If that's my teammate, if I'm like, dude, this guy's fucking completely bailing on us because he's worried about his money. Um, yeah, the Bengals went from minus uh, 125 to plus 120 after the Burrow injuries. So... I don't know if I would say he's ready and healthy for uh, the season there, Dave. That's a little wishful thinking. On a calf injury, that's not something like... So the Bengals were the favorite week one? Oh, yeah. Right, absolutely. That's right. That's right. Unless he means uh, division. Probably division, I would assume. I'm not sure. I thought we were the favorites. Yeah, Steve, is that, for the, is that for week one or is that for the division? I don't remember. I thought, I, know, we were, I thought we were favorites week one. No, we weren't. I think we're like minus two. Like really? the, the Bengals are the favorites in week one, if I'm not okay. mistaken. Okay. Um, but either way, yeah. You hate to see it, but But at you the same know who time, they have at the bottom of the division, right? 
the Steelers. Oh, the Steelers. Yeah, just naturally. Sure, just making sure Dave knows. Uh, that. That's another one, though. Kyle did briefly touch touch on that, and we, we won't spend much time on it because it's not worth it. Uh, that catch by George Pickens is it's funny to me that the Steelers are going crazy over a fucking training camp highlight where a it was pass interference, like a son of a bitch. Like if you're that physical in, in an NFL game, they're throwing, have you, has, has any Steeler fan ever actually watched a football game to think that that would be okay in the NFL? It was both offensive and defensive. Yeah, they, yeah. It would have been offsetting, which means no, no play. And the other thing too, is I'm watching these crazy catches from Steelers wide receivers. And the funny thing about it, is the passes are so fucking off the mark from Kenny Pickett. That's, like they are bad. That's, that's why they're that's why they're making these great catches. Like I saw a clip earlier of my I got I got some buddies that that are Steeler fans and, and they've been like retweeting some camp highlights and one of them was like, oh Deontay Johnson can make crazy catches. And it's a video of Deontay Johnson doing this like one-handed near on the sideline, like barely got it. And I'm looking, I'm like, that was just a fucking horrible pass. Like Kenny Pickett's just not a good quarterback. There's a difference if you're trying to throw a guy open, like try to get him down the field further. Yeah. And you're trying to throw it away from the defender because you need him to get that ball. That's yeah. different, right? In training camp, those passes should be on the numbers. Whether it's picked yeah. off or not, that's what you're practicing, right? And that's the funny thing is that there was a highlight clip from Atlanta and shot shot the dub. Atlanta. Uh Atlanta Falcons fan. There's a, a clip that went around of this great move. Browns are plus one at home. That's what I thought. Uh, okay, that makes sense. Excuse me. Um, Kyle Pitts. There's a video of Kyle Pitts doing a fucking sick move on a linebacker, whoever was covering him. I don't even know the player. And wide open. Cuts across wide open. It's it's a one-on-one drill, so let's take it with a grain of salt. He wasn't, you know, there wasn't a linebacker to get the ball over. You no know, safety he just coming down. One-on-one. Yeah. And um, what the hell's his name? Desmond Ritter fucking throws a duck, like fucking way off target. <laughs> uh, Kyle Pitts couldn't catch it. It was horrible. And everyone's like ripping uh, Desmond Ritter for this horrible throw. And they're like, please let Ken- Ky- uh, Kyle Pitts get a quarterback that can get him the ball. Like he'll be a great tight end if he could just get the fucking ball. And then you watch a clip of these crazy catches from the Steelers. And it's the same thing. They're horrible passes that the guys are just making acrobatic catches on. And everyone's going crazy in Steeler Nation. And like, guys, the pass that Odell caught from Eli back in the day, the notorious catch, wasn't a great throw. No, Odell, it was a horrible had to, throw. Odell had to throw himself up there to bring it down. And there was no pass interference. He caught that, and it was a real game touchdown. Yeah. It wasn't practice. It, was, it wasn't a great throw. It was just him trying to do what he could to get that ball. I just love that Steeler fans have to get that excited for practice. That makes me really Practice? We're talking about practice? Makes me very, very happy that that's all they're going to really be excited about this year because Kenny Pickett's not that good. I hate to break it to everybody. He was a game manager for you guys last year. Sure, they won games. Not knocking that, not disputing that. They beat the Browns in the final game of the season where the Browns clearly gave up. I mean, let's be honest. Um, You're also going against Joey Porter Jr., who's a rookie who's not – he's okay. He's not Yeah, he's great, an okay corner. He's, he's not, not like a game-changing corner. I think they got him in the second round when a yeah. lot of people had him pegged to go in the first. So, clearly, there's some issues with the guy. He's not that great. He's and his dad's a real bitch. But yeah, his dad's a punk bitch. And, um, yeah, I mean – it's a fucking practice catch. Who gets that fucking excited about it? Try that in a game. That's all I can say. Try that. Try that move and, and don't get a penalty in a game. That's all I'll say. Um, moving on to some somber parts. Oh, God. That's something that happened crazy right after our last episode. Also, uh, shout out to LeBron James, my favorite basketball player of all time. His young son, Ronnie, practicing at USC, goes into cardiac arrest, mm-hmm. which for the record, is different than a heart attack. There are people out there that just keep saying he had a heart attack, but they are two different things. Um, honestly, the the, fun, the fucked up thing about this is initially, if you go on Twitter or you know whatever X now it's called X. If you X go, gonna give it to you. Uh, 
I love DMX, RIP. Mm -hmm. um, but if you go on any social media post about Bronny James, there's always like the idiots that are like, it was the vax, it was the vaccine. But <laughs> no shit, we don't talk, right? Conspiracy theory COVID <laughs> shot. We don't talk. We don't. We so, don't talk about our notes. But that's funny you bring it up. <laughs> there. Did you see what Grape said? No, I of course. Yeah, no, yeah, no, Grape. No. Every everything's a conspiracy with Grape. We all Check know that. Check to Jumanji. Yeah. However, Real Sports with Brian Gumbel did a piece on this years ago, before COVID, about how often young kids go into cardiac arrest on, on, on the field, whether it's a kid in high school, you know, college, whatever these kids, it happens a lot, a lot more than it should just by comparison to how many athletes there are, they're all in great shape. And it just could be as simple as something. There's a little something off with their heart. If it's an irregular heartbeat over a certain period of time, they consider it cardiac arrest. Exactly. Yeah. So that's exactly what basically happens to the young kids. And they, this issue happens to them and it's been happening a long time. Oh, Chipper and Dave are on a date. Dave Wolinchek? They're at the foundry having some pizza. Oh, nice. That's cute. Aww. I like that. They always they always complain that they don't get invited to things together. I love it. And there's a bottle of Insure back there, too, that they're drinking. I'm shocked. Good, that, for, them. good for them. They're going to get the senior discount on their check. That's they nice. Use their Golden Buckeye card. I'm so happy for those two. Aww, that's cool. They, it'd be nice if they brought us a pizza. I they snuggle afterwards. An ad read sheet that was up to date. Probably talking about that catch. From oh, guarantee. They're over there fucking... <laughs> They're under the table jerking each other like, oh, dude, did you see that fucking George? Play it again. Catch? Play it again. Play it again. Slow down. Slow, 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 at, slow. At, at this rate, Kenny, Pickett, comes. Kenny Pickett might throw 10 touchdowns this year. A whole 10. He might get into double digits because he fucking threw like, what, six last year and like 10 starts. That's fucking embarrassing. Uh, sorry, I got off on a tangent there. That's um, no, fine. They deserve it. I hope they're listening to it and it's loud. <laughs> Porno, sex. Just start yelling up some dirty things so that they're listening here's to. My, here's my honest question with this. So. This sucks, right? His age, having a heart issue, right? Yep. A lot, and I get it. He's, he's a hard work athlete, right? You, who your dad is, who he is. I'm sure you're working on every single day, twice, three times a day. And again, he was at USC working out because he's going right. there in the fall. Right. So this was probably his first time doing like a hard practice for a college team. Do you think people now, scouts included, are going to kind of be like, hmm. Oh, that's a red flag for sure. Yeah. That's something that like he's going to be is this monitored. Gonna, this is going to hurt him now, right? It depends. Uh, I mean, what they're going to have to do is you look at a guy like DeMar Hamlin. Yeah. Happened to him just a few months ago. He died. That's a fake, and that's a fake guy. He, yeah, he, he was out for a long time. Like <laughs> we thought he was in a hospital in a coma. Like I thought for sure, uh, excuse me, I'm gassy today. Only in the upper, upper part. Thank but, God it's only in the upper. Um, he was legally, I think dead for a while. Yes. And like he was in a coma and like, I, I, I said it on the show and I'm glad I was wrong, but I said, I don't think this guy will ever even like talk again. He'll, he will never wake up. Yeah. And the dude was at practice last week. Like yeah. he's back on a football field. So I think if Bronny can get cleared by doctors like DeMar Hamlin did, then he'll be fine. He'll be able to play again. It could have just been an irregularity. Like you said, something happened. His heart was just overworked for a long period of time for practice. And he'll now have, you know, he's a, he's a James. He's going to have the best doctors in the world yeah, checking him regularly. Yeah, so if he can ever get cleared to return to like full sports, just, I think he'll uh, be fine. And they'll just keep an eye on him. My next point was kind of opening up for uh, him to drop a little bit further into the Cavs lap too. And that's the other <laughs> thing too, is he already wasn't probably going to be a high draft pick because it's just overall talent and size. Yeah. So yeah, now this makes him like a second round pick, give or take. Um, might go earlier just because of the name, but I think he's going to be fine. I, I really do. What sucks for him is he's going to get drafted by a team hoping to bring his dad with him. That's, that's what sucks. Is that and, He's not going to get drafted the, based on his merit alone. It's because the they want his dad. Is How is LeBron going to rig this? Because 
LeBron wants to play with his kid. What are you trying if, to say? NBA's not rigged. The fuck it isn't. Um, <laughs> Jumanji. If like the Charlotte Hornets try to draft him, LeBron's going to be like, no fucking <laughs> way am I playing in Charlotte. Like he is picking the team that his kid's going to. So this is all going to be worked You'll out. You'll see LeBron walk up on the stage and put it back into the thing. Like, let's try that again. Next. Like Adam Silver walks up to the stage all happy and LeBron's in the front row going, nope. No, 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 no. 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 Next. <laughs> like he gets to, it's, it's like Tinder. LeBron's going to be down there swiping on the teams like, mm, yep. <laughs> Absolutely, um, but yeah, he 100. It's fucking rigged as shit. The NBA is so. I rigged. hope I hope he gets back to healthy. He's good to go. He's clear because I'd like to see him at USC. I want to see how well he does in a college level. Yeah, I mean, again, I don't follow high school basketball at all. Um, I just go off of like highlights and shit like yeah. that. And everything I've seen is basically Bronny James is a very good player, but uh, I heard this. I heard the youngest, the younger is better one, than what is it, Maximus, or whatever. Yeah, he's better than he's Bronny. better than than Bronny. So yeah. it, it'll be cool Come on, for Bryce. Bryce, or Bryce Maximus. Bryce Maximus. Maximus Aurelius. The, yeah, whatever. The I'm the leader of the 14th they Army. Have too many That's names. Gladiator. How many kids? He has three kids, right? Uh, he has a he girl. Has he has two boys and a girl, I thought. It might be just three. I don't know. Either way. So Bryce, that's what I was thinking of. Whatever. Does he have he has a weird middle name? It is Bryce Maximus or something like that. Then no his name. Yeah. I think you're the know. one obsessed with the guy, so I figured you know, I don't the know the fucking names. Family history. Anyway, yeah. The youngest boy is supposed to be a better basketball player than he's Bronny also James. taller than Bronny, I think, yeah. too. So Bronny is looks like he could be a good player, but not like a you know, he's yeah. not a, a franchise altering player. So I don't think it's gonna be he's not gonna be that coveted by NBA teams. The only reason you take a Bronny James is for LeBron James. Correct. Correct. So Either Bronny's going to be an LA Laker or he's going to be a Cleveland Cavalier. Those are his only two options because <laughs> those are the he's only not, teams not LeBron going will else. play in on for the rest of his career. That's it. Book it. So kudos to to Bronny for also though because uh, from what I saw was he, he only had to spend like a day in the hospital and they released him pretty early. He's yeah, good to so go. So that's why you probably don't think it's anything serious. Serious? No, it just but, has to get cleared yeah. by the doctors. They'll keep they'll monitor him, make sure everything's okay. Um, we'll see what happens. Scary, but kudos to uh, USC also for being there with the AED and, and defibrillator and all that shit and ready to, to help him out. And they saved his life. Um, now back to the NFL, a couple more things. Some owners and coaches do, do, do. are putting their foot in their mouths and I, don't know, I, 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 I love kinda, it. I kind of liked it. I like it a lot. I, I like love the, when people talk shit and stir the pot, especially like old school talk when it's somebody going against the New York jets. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> I've been roasting yeah, my buddies. He's only like this. an offensive like court. He's only like what well, he's offensive coordinator. Yeah, he right? runs their entire yeah. offense yeah, now. Yeah. So Nathaniel Hackett was the head coach of the Denver Broncos last year, got fired in his lone year with the Broncos. And we talked about it many times on the show. You didn't get the Sean Payton. Oh yeah, there it is. And uh, there he be. Yeah. So Sean Payton had some comments about Nathaniel Hackett's coaching job with the Denver Broncos last year. Cause Sean Payton is of course the new head coach of the Denver Broncos. And he basically said that it was the worst coaching job he's ever seen in like NFL history. He just roasted Nathaniel Hackett God. and the way he ran the, the the Denver Broncos. And immediately they went to the Jets and they were like, what do you think of these comments from Sean Payton? And they're talking to Robert Sala. And he had some fucking lame comment that was like, if you if you if you ain't got haters, you ain't popping or something like that. He was trying to be funny. He's just a fucking idiot. And then the other thing that I made fun of my Jets fans for, uh, friends for were or was uh Robert Sala was like, oh, yeah, I can't wait to play the Broncos in week four or or week five. I forgot what he said, but they don't actually play the Broncos until week the other week. Like he didn't even get the fucking schedule right on his own team. And it's like you're the head coach and you don't even know your own fucking team schedule. I enjoyed furthermore the Will Smith comments out of Aaron Rodgers. 
Yeah. <laughs> Keep my coach's name out of your mouth. Like, <laughs> I'm waiting for someone to come up and start slapping someone or whatever. I'm all for it. I, again, I love when, I, when I, coaches. Sean Payton's an old school I love drama. Sean Payton's an old school coach, right? He's been around for Doesn't a long time. Doesn't give a time. fuck. He doesn't give a fuck. He, no. His. He's known as one of the uh, not the greatest coach. He's a good coach. He's known very as a good, good coach. coach. I mean, he he took a very average to below average Saints team, even when Drew Brees was declining in 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 his and made them playoff talent every and year. still kept them in the playoff hunt every year. Yeah. And that's a division where they were going up at one point against Cam Newton, Matt Ryan, Tom Brady at quarterback. Like there were some good teams yeah. they had to go against. Jameis Winston, even when he was uh when he was with the Buccaneers had some a couple right. good seasons. Like there weren't bad teams. He's but let's let's think about it. So he's he's saying comments that everyone agrees with, right? We all we all knew that the job, the coaching job last year, the Broncos team last year was fucking trash. We said it. Every fucking social media group, every NFL outlet, whatever, all said this Broncos team is a fucking disaster. And like when Nathaniel Hackett got fired, everyone was like, why did it take so long to well, fire the him? The fact that you had your Russell, Russell Wilson in his own like office on like the second floor, he was doing things, weird doing shit all over on the, the airplane. Dips on the airplane. So there was, there was no structure. There was no, no. management. There was nothing. And so the worst part. They sucked. Yes. That was the icing on the cake. You had a talented football team and you, you were traded horrible. a lot of shit to get Russell Wilson. And <laughs> your only job you had was a to better win. record last year. Them were the Seahawks. And the, the Broncos ended up having a top five draft pick they couldn't even fucking use because it went to the Seahawks. Yep. Yeah. So I'm I'm curious to see what the Broncos do this year. Uh, my understanding from what I, little I've seen, it looks like Russell Wilson's lost some weight. He's gotten yeah, back in, in shape. great shape. He said he's doing well in camp. It looks like the team's coming together. So I'm curious to see what they do. They might be a good team. That's going to be a tough division. No, the entire AFC is actually, we'll talk about this next week or next episode when we do our breakdown of the AFC, but the AFC is a fucking juggernaut. It's a loaded, Honestly, loaded division. There are a lot of good teams in the AFC, a lot of teams with high expectations. So there's only so many playoff spots, and we're going to talk about it all in two weeks. Um, See, I love Sean Payton's comments. I love when coaches just don't give a fuck, um, throw people under the bus. Like, I am all for that kind of stuff. I fucking love it. Mm -hmm. I agree. Um, speaking of people saying shit they probably shouldn't, <laughs> there is some drama in Indianapolis, ladies and gentlemen. Let me tell you. So apparently, Jonathan Taylor wants a new contract. And the Colts decided to say that he has a back injury. And he can't practice. Oh, yeah. Jonathan Taylor comes out and he's like, I'm not, I don't have, uh, there's nothing wrong with my back. Theories, yeah. And then the rumor is that he's negotiating or holding out for a new contract. And then Jim Irsay decides to go on Twitter of all places or X, whatever. The was fuck. this after a couple lines of Coke he snorted or he, oh. nah, it might've been during, um, he was in the <laughs> middle of a couple lines and he decided to tweet out about how they, there's a CBA in place that's supposed to like keep everything at a level for, for positions and things like that. And he's like, and for guys to, you know, betray the CBA and this and that, he's just roasting. And everyone knows he's talking about Jonathan Taylor yeah. specifically. And he has no shame as the owner of the team to call out arguably his best player who just wants more money because he's in a position. We talked about this two weeks ago. The running back position is a dangerous one. They are vastly underpaid. They consistently get hurt. And these guys just want some financial security. And Jonathan Taylor wants that, rightfully so. He was one of the best players in football the last couple of years. Well, last year and, was trash, but yeah, that's fine. Yeah, last year wasn't good. I said one of the best. <laughs> um, but the year before that, no, he was the best player in football. I mean, he was the offensive player of the year, I think. If you had him on fantasy, you almost guaranteed to win your championship because of how fucking good he was. So the the fact that the owner of the team, not like a media guy, not some you know uh, anonymous source, it is the owner 
is roasting you on fucking Twitter. Not a good sign for the Colts this year. I don't think this is a repairable relationship. Did you, did you, his comment is something about like if he died tomorrow or something like that? Yeah, Jim Irsay was like, if I die tomorrow, no one would care or something like that. He's a fucking sad dude. Like he's all drugged up and, and drunk and like, he, he is always like red, sweating, everything. He's always he's, on some he's sort on of like narcotic. A five, he's on a five day bender every time you see yeah, him. Yeah, whether it's drinking, drugs, whatever, he is always on something and always fucked up. Here he says, if I die tonight and Jonathan Taylor is out of the league, no one's going to miss us. The league goes on. We know that. The National Football League rolls on. It doesn't matter who comes and who goes. It's a privilege to be part of it. Yeah, that's sad <laughs> as fuck. Like, who says that? Yeah. So, needless to say, um, if you have Jonathan Taylor or whatever, you just don't keep him. <laughs> and that's the other thing, too. <laughs> or is bench like, or stash him or keep him and stash him because he's not going to play this year, probably. It's a weird time because, like, I have a fantasy football draft in a few weeks. I'm in a couple leagues this year. Yeah. And what do you do with Jonathan Taylor? I, like, I'd be pissed if I took him in the first round and the dude doesn't touch the field. Well, he fucked me last year. I'm not keeping him this year. Right. But I'm just saying, like, what do you do? Do you yeah. even take him? Do you roll the dice in, like, the second round? Like, what do you do? Do you, I mean, you you release him and hope you can pick him back up in a later round and get a better value on him if you have to keep again? Yeah, right? if you're in a keeper league. Like, for me, I'm not in a keeper like, oh, league. It's a repick league every year? Okay. It, it is, but I get to keep one player. Like, I'm more than likely going to be keeping Deshaun Watson because he'll only cost me my sixth round pick. Oh, that's pretty solid. So value, I'm, yeah. I'm okay with doing that, rolling the dice with Watson. I expect him to have a good year. Year, so I will gladly do that so I don't have to worry about the quarterback position. Um, but with Jonathan Taylor, like I won the championship last year in this league, so I'm picking 10th. So I'll have back-to-back picks. Like, do I roll the dice and take him in the second round? I don't think so. No, there will I be think, better players. Yeah. But if Jonathan Taylor starts playing week one, getting him at the 11th pick is a fucking steal. This this running back situation is going to magnify this year. It's going to be a huge topic. Oh, absolutely. Because they're already talking about how the running backs are doing Zoom calls. Everyone's yeah. getting each other's backs. And let's not forget, guess who might be up for another contract next year? Nicholas N Nick Chubb. Chubb. A lot of people are saying, is this Nick Chubb's last year's Cleveland Brown? Yes. Could be. So this could be something we're going to be talking about next year on our team, too. The one thing I will say about Nick Chubb, and again, maybe I'll be wrong in a year. He seems like he is a team player. All he cares about is winning money. He's made plenty. He doesn't strike me as a greedy kind of guy who's going to want a lot of money. He, knock on wood, Hasn't had an injury history or anything like that. Jonathan Taylor's been banged up. Saquon Barkley's had injuries. All these running backs, Dalvin Cook, all these running backs that wanted this huge contract and all this money are injury-prone yeah. running backs, yeah. which I understand why they're worried about their next paycheck because they can't stay healthy. So if they get hurt, that's going to cost them money. Nick Chubb has never really had to worry about that. So yeah. Plus, we, like, did, we did take care of him in the extension, like, what, two years ago? Last yeah, year? they took care of him. He He's made plenty of money. I could see him now being like, okay, I understand I have to take a little bit of a pay cut to stay on this team because of the money we're paying to Miles, Deshaun, you know, Denzel Ward, whoever. And I think he'll do the right thing, I hope. I hope. Plus, you're also going to probably see a restructured Sean Watson's contract next year as well, too. Yeah. And the other thing, too, is Browns fans gonna, are going to have to kind of accept the fact that Desha the, uh, Nick Chubb won't be here forever. Running back shelf lives are very, very short. And he... We're not going to be a run-based offense anymore. I, I hope I hope Browns fans can realize. We'll talk about this next week. But I hope Browns fans are going into this season understanding that we are not going to be a run-focused offense anymore. This is Deshaun Watson's team. There's a reason we let Kareem Hunt go. We don't have a bunch of, you know, we don't have the one-two punch of great running backs anymore. We have David Njoku. We have Amari Cooper. We traded for Elijah Moore. We have Donovan Peoples-Jones. We drafted Cedric Tillman. Yep. We're going to be passing the ball. Yeah. You see we what the offense is. We paid Deshaun Watson a lot of money. Not to hand the ball off. Yeah, I agree. I'm so, curious to see what happens. Browns fans need to kind of realize that. Like, as much as I love Nick Chubb, I want him to be here forever. I want him to retire a Brown. I want him to go to the Hall of Fame. We talked about that earlier. If he's not on the team next year, I wouldn't be surprised, though. 
I don't want that to happen, but just brace yourselves for that possibility because it definitely could happen. Um, so yeah, Jim Irsay, fucking talking his shit. Dude's gonna have an overdose running his next year, best so. player out of town potentially. Again, I don't think that's a bearable relationship. I think that's that's a done deal. Yeah, uh, Jonathan Taylor will be either sitting out. It's kind of like the Deshaun Watson situation now where you have a player who is disgruntled, hates ownership, and will just say, fuck it, I'm not playing then until yeah. I'm gone. Yeah, absolutely. And it's it, it, ride the contract out. Who blinks first? He'll extend his years on his body because he won't be getting hit and he can get a good contract when he's a free agent. Yeah. Somebody's gonna want him. Well, if he doesn't play this year, that's the other thing too, is he'll be he'll be voiding his own contract. So he will still technically be property of the So Colts. he should play one game and then sit out the rest of the year? No, he has to honor his contract. So he could, I mean, that's the other thing too, is if the Colts are the ones saying he has a back injury and I'd he's claiming he doesn't it. have an injury, milk then it. I would just be like, I'd be like the dude in Friday, my <laughs> neck, my back, my neck and my back. And I would just be hurt and I wouldn't do shit. Just walk in slow every week to train. That'd be such a boring season though, just to be like, not play a football game. Yeah. I mean, I think the Colts are going to suck anyway. They're going yeah. in with Gardner Minshew. What are you talking about? They got an amazing Anthony quarterback Richardson. they drafted. They're they going to go far. That team sucks. Um, but yeah, we're gonna see what happens. Jonathan Taylor and another team could be scary. I just hope he stays the fuck out of the AFC. Yes. Good if he end. goes anywhere, get him the fuck out of the AFC. Um speaking of guys getting the fuck out of their teams, the MLB trade deadline Such happened a hot, yesterday. Hot ending to the trade deadline. It was crazy. The last the last few uh like half hour or so of the deadline, a lot of shit went down. You think Verlander um, just left his house in Houston and just Yeah. He he loves Houston. I guarantee he still has property down there. Like it was an easy transition for him. So Justin Verlander leaves the Houston Astros last year after they win the World Series and goes to the, uh, Mets. the Mets. Gets a huge contract. What's up? Oh. Oh, no worries. Um, he leaves for the Mets, gets a huge contract. The Mets turn into the highest payroll in baseball. They're spending over three hundred million dollars. They have this super team. My buddies that at are just Lind- at least Lindor has uh, his contract, right? Yeah, he doesn't the, care. The rest his, of the house is he's making now. so much money and not playing so well that that's why nobody wanted him. So they couldn't trade him. Um, my buddies that are Jets fans are also diehard Mets fans. So I have been fucking <sighs> rolling, making fun of this disaster. That is the New York Mets. They went all in. They spent a fuck ton of money. Again, their payroll was over $300 million. They had Max Scherzer. They had Justin Verlander. They have Lindor. They've got Pete Alonzo. They had the, cor- they had the closer that was really good, they too. They had, yeah, Edwin Diaz, who got hurt, the trumpet boy. That's another one I laughed my ass off when he got hurt. Um, their season's in shambles. They're terrible. They're a really bad team, and they decided to sell. They are in a full fucking rebuild. They traded Max Scherzer to the Texas Rangers. They traded Justin Verlander back to Houston. Um they're done. They apparently Max Scherzer kind of threw him under the bus today and was like, yeah, the, the Mets talked to us and said that 2024 is going to be a transition year for them. So next year in the offseason, I expect them to try to move Lindor, to try to move Pete Alonso. There's no reason to keep these guys. No. If you're in a quote unquote transition year, because Lindor has got to be approaching 30, if not already in his 30s. I don't know how old he is. I know baseball, you can play for a while. That's not that's not old by any stretch. Pete Alonso, same thing. Got to be upper 20s, maybe 30. Um, I'm surprised it didn't move. They didn't move Alonzo. I thought he'd be another commodity they would have got rid of. He's he's a fan favorite, though, and since he's homegrown, he might be a guy that they keep because yeah. they're like, well, we want somebody like a David Wright. Someone, someone to put uh, ass, uh, asses in his Yeah, you need you need somebody to do that. I, and th- I think they realize that in that division they're in, you're, you're, you're only, not beating you're, the Braves. You're, you're chasing Atlanta, right? Yeah, you're and, never going to beat the Braves. Atlanta's going to be good for the next couple of years. Yeah. They have a young, very talented team. And, and that's what the Mets are trying to replicate because yeah. the Mets traded for a bunch of 
uh, prospects who, you know, they're, they're for what it's worth, they're ranked relatively high. But again, you don't know what a prospect really is until they touch the major league field. So they traded for a bunch of prospects. They're in a full rebuild cycle. I love it. That team can go fuck themselves. I hate the Mets. I hate the Jets. I hate the Knicks. I hate everything about New York that my friends love. I love roasting them all the time about it. And it makes me really happy to see the Mets sell everything. Speaking of the uh, Braves, though, they got better. Uh, Brad Hand traded to the Braves. Yep. Hell of ex, a closer right there. Ex-Cleveland Guardian or Indian at the time. Uh, Brad Hand is now with the Atlanta Braves. Um, when he left Cleveland, he wasn't that great anymore. It was kind of like the Andrew Miller thing where he's still a good player, but just not the dominant player that he once was. So a good acquisition for them. Um, another funny incident was um, the Tigers. Their pitcher, Eduardo Rodriguez, has a no-trade clause. They asked him, hey, the Dodgers want you. Do you want to go play for the Dodgers? Would you waive your no-trade clause to go from Detroit to Los Angeles? He said, no, I'm good. <laughs> nope. <laughs> that is hilarious and to me, though. Everyone's wondering, like, why the fuck would you want to stay in Detroit? And he came out. They interviewed him after the fact. I just read it before I got here. And they were like, why would you do that? And he's like, nothing, nothing against the Dodgers at all. I have no ill will. Like, it's nothing against him. He's like, it's just what's best for my family. I didn't want to move everybody to L.A. And like, I didn't like. Didn't want to change the location, stuff like that. Kind of hate that answer, if I'm being honest. Really? Why? You're a pro athlete. Sure. You're a baseball player. You're making a ton of money. You're a pitcher. You get asked to go to one of the best teams in baseball to potentially win a World Series or stay in Detroit. So he just, he just loves the game. That's why. For the love of the game, man. For the love of the game. If he loved the game, he would go to Los Angeles to keep playing that game in playoff games and win a World Series. Well, he just cares about he playing. He loves the cheap city of Detroit and uh, how there's not as many taxes. It's not as expensive to live there as it is in Los Angeles is what I think. I think it was strictly because he's like, nah, I'm just, I don't want to spend that kind of money. And I think that's a shitty thing to do because that means you're only playing for the money and you're not playing for to, the, to win. And if I'm a, if I'm a Tigers fan, I'm pissed about that because a, the Los Angeles Dodgers, what's really fucking crazy to think about with a team like that. They're consistently one of the best teams in baseball, consistently a world series favorite. <clears throat> and they have a top 10 farm system also. So they just have talent upon talent in their minor league system, which if I'm the Tigers, if I'm a Tigers fan, I'm pissed off. We didn't get and Eduardo that, and Rodriguez it, traded and take some of their talent yeah. to help my team in the future. Instead, we have this guy who we're never going to win anything with anyway. But that's the joy of the no trade clause, right? I mean, that's why I, don't, I don't I don't like Your them. choice. I don't think a team should ever give a player a no trade clause. I think it is funny, though, because then he go and pitch against them the next day. Yeah, He pitched. I think he actually pitched today. Against the Dodgers, right? I don't know. Actually, are they playing each other? I thought I they were. The I thought they were. I thought that was that was made for, made the story even more funnier was the fact that they were pit playing the Dodgers. And that would be pretty funny if that is the case. I honestly don't know. Um, Let's see here. Let's take a look. We got. Uh, I to look up some MLB scores here for everybody. So we had yesterday the Dodgers did. Oh no, the Dodgers played the Athletics. <laughs> oh, the, okay. Tigers were facing the Pirates. Oh, that's right. Okay, never mind then. I thought someone said yeah, they're playing each other or whatever. But no, so I mean, good for him, I guess. But no, I see your point. Maybe my my thought was that he just doesn't care where he plays, but he wants to stay and not move his family. He just wants to show up every day and play a game that he loves playing. No, it is because <laughs> the cost of living in Detroit is pennies compared to living in Los Angeles is what I think is the case. And um he got the win today, Eduardo Rodriguez. I'll give him that. They won. Uh, they beat the Pirates six to three. He is now seven and five on the year, and stuck with the fucking Tigers though. Of all the teams, I just don't get that. Again, I'd be pissed if I'm a Tigers fan to wave to not wave your no trade clause because 
Like, come on, dude, get the fuck out of here. We're, we're trying to make the team better. Um, a couple guys who who had no trade clauses to waive with the Cleveland Guardians are fucking gone. The Guardians, albeit being only a half game or yesterday at the time, a full game out of first place, not that far out of the division, the owners decided to say, we don't have any faith in this team. Let's fucking call it. We're punting on the season. So a week ago, they traded Ahmed Rosario to the Los Angeles Dodgers. Which was of, an okay trade, right? I mean, it was- Which at the time you look at it and you go, okay, we traded with the Dodgers again. I just talked about it, a team with a really good farm system. So you're thinking, okay, we're going to get a little prospect. No. Who did we get? One Thor. of the oldest players in baseball. Thor. Noah Syndergaard, who is literally old as fuck, washed as fuck. Um, I'll give him all the credit in the world, though he pitched really well on Had a uh, hell of a game with zero Monday strikeouts. Night. He had zero strikeouts, but he went six and a third inning, I think, or five, no, five and a Gave third inning. Two hits or three hits. Gave up a few hits, zero runs, took a liner to the shin, and he left the game. Right, he's going to be out for like fucking two months now. And no, that's why they took him out of the game. And he actually, that's the one good thing, is that guys love Tito. This was his first game with the Guardians, and he came out right away and was like, now I have a lot of respect for Tito Francona because he took me out of the game. And he's like, I've, I've been battling injuries for years. Uh, when you, he's like, when you're a pitcher, you take a hit like that. It, it may not look that bad on TV, but when you're stepping on, on it, you might compensate because you're like, fuck, that kind of hurts. Yeah. So now you're throwing harder. Yeah. And he's like, that's how you hurt your shoulder. That's how you hurt this. So he's like, they, they saw that I was in a little bit of pain. They took me out right away. He's like, I really respect that. Cause I could have kept going, but then who knows how, like what yeah. that would have done. Um, he's like, so I really appreciate them doing that. So, um, he came out of the game. The guardians of course, then blew the game and they got swept by the Astros. <laughs> and Noah Syndergaard, though, did have a really good start, so we'll give him all the credit in the world. And then, so you think about this it. This has been a hell of a trade, what, six years ago? Oh, yeah. Oh, my <laughs> God. Like He was one of the best pitchers in baseball one time. He was throwing like 100 miles an hour yeah. just by fucking flicking his wrist. Now he's doing like 85 um, and barely getting yeah. out of the plate. And again, this is this trade was way too late. Then they get, This is all we got. We didn't get Noah Syndergaard. One for one. And a prospect or two even if it was like a low-level prospect we got nothing else so thor is just going to be gone i think he's going to be a free agent this had to be just a a, a money thing right it was i mean a med resort we have a shitload of middle infielders in our farm system the guardians do speaking of top farm systems the guardians actually according to most professional uh websites and like uh, mlb people uh the guardians have a top five farm system yeah we still have a loaded talent in in the minor leagues and most of that talent is pitching <laughs> and middle infielders. We have a shitload of shortstops and we have a shitload of second basemen. So Ahmed Rosario was, of course, our shortstop. And he his bat was slow this year. It was starting to pick up recently. And he just was it was it was a fact, actually, it's stats. He is the worst fielding shortstop in Major League Baseball. Perfect. Where last year he was not. Last year he was really good. And the Guardians for their defense under Harry Frank was the worst defensive shortstop in baseball. Uh, contract year, Guardians weren't going to bring him back. There were rumors in the offseason that they were going to offer him a contract extension. It never happened for whatever reason. And I think the Guardians are pretty happy that they didn't give him a contract extension because now he's gone. So and now, again, we got fucking nothing for it, though. No it offense to Thor. We bring it up in his place. So Arias is starting oh, right. um, for him. Um. And we have a lot of guys, though, that, like we have multiple people that could come up. So it's going to be a I think we're going to see a mixture of people to see who's going to turn into our everyday shortstop next year. So just kind of brace yourself for that, uh, especially with the ownership punting on the season. And now you're going to see a lot of minor leaguers coming up to play because that's all we want to do now is just see, see what the future who, is, what we have for next year, who we can get rid of next year now. Yeah, exactly. 
So I really am surprised they did not trade Bieber. I'm really surprised. Injured. I, I think if he weren't injured, he would have been a goner. Yeah. But teams were like, nah, we're good. His all of his like uh analytically speaking, all of his numbers are coming down. So like he was already going to be a tough trade. Now on top of it, you throw in he's hurt and you know his his injury has kept being extended. He went from the last time we talked, he was on the 15-day DL. And I remember saying this is probably the last time you see Shane Bieber in a, in a Guardians uniform. And then the next day they announced it's now the 60-day DL. Yeah. So that's why I don't think he's coming. I don't think he was going to get traded because of that injury. Because he wouldn't. He's not going to be able to come back until like September. Same with Tristan McKenzie. So teams are like, just in time for playoff push. Yeah, but that's assuming he comes back actually healthy. So I think other teams are like, fuck it. I'm not giving up shit for a guy who might not even be able to pitch for us. So that's why Shane Bieber is still a guardian. But um, thank you to arbitration. We do have another arbitration year with Bieber where we could keep him next year for team friendly cost. And I think they're going to do that. And Maybe trade him next year because then he'll be a free agent in the offseason. Um, to show you, so trading Ahmed Rosario was not a trade that makes you think we're giving up. Right. Acquiring Thor with the banged up rotation, as I said, Shane Bieber hurt. Kind of made McKenzie sense. hurt. Here's a guy who can come in. He's going to eat up innings and he's going to help your bullpen from having to pitch a ton because your bullpen's getting tired. Made sense. So I'm sure. like, okay, they're still going it's for a, a push. It's a band-aid move, right? Yeah. yeah. They're still going to go for a push. And then our best pitcher over the last few weeks has been Aaron Savali. Not a reliable pitcher. I'm not going to sit up here right now and tell you that Aaron Savali was some game-changing guy that we you know, needed to hold on to and he was the bread and butter, the, 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 heart, the heartbeat of our team. I will not say that. But he was, technically speaking, our best pitcher for the last few weeks. And the Guardian said, see you later, Aaron. They traded him to Tampa Bay for... Uh, first base prospect Kyle Kyle Mansard Manzardo 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 the Gardo everyone's calling him that's going to be his new nickname <laughs> he is a lefty power hitting um a left-handed power hitting first baseman is who he power hitting can be okay he his average is like 230 right now mm. so he's swing or miss kind of guy he is a, a boomer bust uh like he really Bell. good thing we still have really uh, cannot hit against lefties he sucks against lefties so he's a limited batter, but we got him. Yay. The Rays are a very similar organization to the Guardians. They don't spend a lot of money. They they groom their own. And if they're willing to give up on a prospect like they did here with Kyle Manzardo, for me, that speaks volumes. Because I remember we traded with them and got a first baseman a couple of years ago. And you might remember him. Jake Bowers. Great guy. Who Great was guy. one of their prospects. We got. He was here for a cup of coffee, I think. He amounted to jack shit because he wasn't very good. The Rays wanted to get rid of him on purpose. So Aaron Savali traded straight up for Kyle Manzardo. Well, again, one for one. One for one. This time, at least, we got a guy under the age of 40. And is he going to start? No, he's he's a minor leaguer. Oh, he's hurt, by the way. Oh, and he's hurt. He is on the, okay. He's on the DL, so he is not even eligible to play yet. Um, but I do think in due time, he will come up and be your but don't he will we have, be our first baseman. But don't base we have player. Nolan Jones? No, we traded him oh, in the no, offseason. Who's the other first baseman we have that we've been like excited about coming up? Um... Oh, he's not with the team anymore. Um, I know you're talking about. It was another first baseman that we were excited. We traded him to Bobby Bradley. Yeah, he's gone. Yeah, oh, that's right. We, okay. we designated yeah. him for assignment yeah. last year. He's gone. So Bobby Bradley is we out of the organization. Love first baseman, I guess. So. But again, Bobby Bradley stunk. We got rid of him. Nolan Jones. Don't think they should have gotten rid of him. They fucked that up. The when you look at that in hindsight, because we'll talk about this next trade the Guardians made too, and then we'll talk about the fucking poor decisions that they made. Josh Bell. Josh Bell was our big free agent signing. They gave him yeah. a big contract. Huge paid him one. a lot of money. 
he had or has a team option coming up next year. So that means, Tim, if you want to throw that one up there, Josh Bell. Um, no, you're good. He had or has a team option where he can pick it up. The team has no say. He can say, I want this money, and it's like $16 million or something like that. And I thought, there's no fucking way in hell the Guardians are going to be able to trade this guy. There's just no way. Well, they did. Yeah, 179 games, Manzardo was hitting 35 homers. So, not great. I mean, better than what we do, because we're not a power-hitting team at all. We're, we're so. a get-on-base team. We're not a home-run team. Exactly. And he's not doesn't hit for average. Uh, hits a decent amount of home runs. I mean, 292 is not bad. I thought it was actually way less than that. I thought I heard somebody say he was hitting like 238. So that's not bad. I didn't look into myself. I was just going off what I heard. So that's my first mistake. But um, don't don't know much about the guy. I don't follow prospects because it's something you can, like I know the Guardians prospects. That's it. I don't know other teams because there could be a guy who is the second coming. I remember when we traded CeCe Sabathia and we ended up getting Matt Laporta and he was the cream of the crop prospect, the one of the top prospects in baseball. Came up to the majors and stunk. Yeah, I was. Michael Brantley ended up being the best player in that trade by a mile. Um, but Matt Laporta was highly coveted. He killed it in, in the minors and didn't do shit in the majors. So I don't follow teams' prospects. Don't care. Either get to the big leagues and be great, or, or we, yeah, we don't give a shit. I don't care. Um, so Manzardo, I'm just going off what everybody was saying. I saw he struggles against lefties. Batting average is kind of low. I thought he was somewhat a power guy, um, but 35 home runs in 179 games is not a lot. I mean, I guess that's I mean, not bad. That's guardian stats right that's there, though. That's almost <laughs> one season. And when's the last time we we had a guy hit 35 home runs? You know, it's been a while. So that would be, technically, he would be our power hitter on this team uh, if he can do that in a full season here in Cleveland. We'll see. I think he will eventually, if he gets healthy, will be our first baseman for this year, at least for a little bit. Um, because you want to see what you got in this kid. You made this trade. And then, speaking of Josh Bell, though, yeah, he used to be our first baseman. And I thought there's no way... Our friend Greg, friend of show, was pissed when we traded Savali and he realized we were tanking and we traded for a first baseman because he said, what the fuck are we going to do at first base going forward now? Because now this means no extension for Josh Naylor. Josh Bell will be our here next year because why the fuck would he turn down his own free money? And then they just traded for Manzardo. So Greg was pissed and Greg's like, this means they're letting Naylor go. And I said, well, for what it's worth, from what I read on Twitter, everyone was saying, the Guardians are going to try to shop Josh Bell. And Greg's yeah. like, who the fuck's going to want him? No one's taking that guy. Like, there's no question. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, I'm just scrolling through Twitter yesterday, and I saw it, and I texted Greg, and I'm like, God damn it, Greg, they did it. They got rid of Josh <laughs> Bell. And then he was pissed, of course, because they traded Josh Bell for Khalil Watson, shortstop prospect from the Miami Marlins. And another red flag is he was their first-round pick. In 2021, I believe. So he's only been in the organization for two, two years, years. And they wouldn't get rid of him. He was their first round pick. He was their number. He's a number 11, like overall prospect in, in baseball. Uh, pretty high. That's not bad. But they got rid of him. Yeah. Don't understand that. However, the one saving grace, Miami is a bad team. Miami has consistently been one of the worst teams in baseball for a long time. That They're known to make bad decisions and they don't have great players. So maybe that's something that the Guardians pulled the wool over their eyes and they got themselves a fucking stud. And maybe we have our next Francisco Lindor. I don't know. However, when, when you're willing to take on that Josh Bell contract, because the Marlins, I mean, Josh Bell's not making them a playoff contender that I don't understand why they would do that. We also took on Jean Segura, who we immediately cut and we'll owe him like $8 million next year. So we took on a really bad contract from them to give them a bad contract in Josh Bell. 
don't understand the the dynamics so our of that goal trade. Is I don't get it. Watson. That's what we want. It was to get Khalil yeah. Watson yeah. and to get Josh Bell off our payroll. Yeah, so was okay. first and foremost because next year again he was owed like sixteen million or eighteen million, whatever the fuck, and we're able to get this John Segura guy who's only owed eight million by so the Guardians. So we, we cut it in bit, half. Yeah. So, so it was a financial move, move hot but moves from the Guardians, yeah, a minor leaguer. But again, another fucking middle infielder. How many of those guys do we need? Uh, shame on the Dolans, uh, Chipper. Uh, was talking to me the other day, and uh, for some reason, I don't. Chipper must not really watch the show because he 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 texted me and said, "You don't really uh, talk that badly about the Guardians like you do about the Browns." And I think in my head, like, have you ever fucking watched my show? I roasted them all of last year, um, but it is one of those things where I'm just used to it. The Dolans don't spend money; they they will not be buyers at the trade deadline, except for 2016. That was the one year they went for it. Um, they almost got a World Series out of it, but they're not buyers. They don't spend a lot of money. We're a cheap team, and that's just rinse and repeat. I, the, the one thing about baseball is because there's no salary cap, we will never be a big spending team. There's nothing we can do about it. If there were a salary cap and the Guardians continued to stink and it was strictly because of the front office not making good decisions, totally understood. This is just we're not competing with these high market teams, and that's the other thing Chipper brought up was all these teams that's like, aren't you sick of your team not spending money? And I took a screenshot and I said, the Mets, the Yankees, uh, the Giants, all these teams are basically done. They're not making the playoffs and they have some of the highest payrolls in baseball. Right. So spending money doesn't always translate to wins, Chipper. Hate to break it to you. And then he said, well, what do the Guardians have to show for it? And I was like, we're like the 10th winningest team in Major League Baseball over the past 10 years. The uh, it, it's it's easy for Chipper to talk baseball when the Braves, yeah, the Braves are doing just, what they do. That's kind of I think that's what he was baiting me into. He wanted me to say <laughs> yeah. something because he's a, you know, a pretend uh, Braves fan because he just woke up one day and decided to just pick a team that, you know, went to the World Series. He probably wasn't a fan of theirs until Chipper Jones and them won a World Series, if I'm being honest. But yeah, I'm just saying that's anytime they play well, he has a. Uh, oh, yeah. He wants to get all puff, excited. Puffy chess moments there for a while. So Which, no one's debating the fact that Atlanta Braves are probably the best baseball team in the yeah, league right now. Let it be known. I will be adamantly rooting against them oh, come playoff absolutely. time. Absolutely. When they lose, team. you're not going to want to listen to that week's episode, Chipper, when they're eliminated <laughs> from the playoffs. That's all I can say right now. Um, but no, but I'm very critical fun, of the they're Guardians. They're a fun team to watch, though. But I mean, And they're going to be a fun team to watch get fucking eliminated by the Dodgers this year. So Can't wait. We, we agree that they're punting on the season, that they're done. It's just going to be a team to watch. They're going to piece together by some people called up, called down, to um, see what happens. I mean, it's going to be ugly in the terms of, if you look at last night's game, the Guardians got no hit. Literally the day of the trade deadline where they announced Aaron Savali, Josh Bell, they they basically said, we're done. We don't believe in this team. The Guardians went out and got no hit. Do you think that happened on accident? You know what's going to happen though, right? You know, the, you know they're going to overperform from it's what we major expect. League. They're, they're going, yeah, exactly. It's the movie Major League. They've, Tito's going to will this they've, team. They've brought the, the poster in of yep. the owner of Dolan, of him wearing nothing but a Speedo, and they're going to peel it's back. The opposite. It's Dolan is butt naked. And they're going to put pieces on. And you on. have to dress yes. him, and the last one you can dress is his little dick. Yes. And that's the last one. If you L- win the little division, dick Dolan. you get to cover up little Dicky Dolan. And we're going to go to the fucking playoffs. We're going to win the division. Um, with, or with, with a bunch of unknowns. With a bunch of guys. With, with a bunch of who the fuck is that guy? With the replacements. Yes. Um, so yeah, it's ugly. Shane Falco's coming out as closer. We will we'll we see how these it. next two weeks go because again, we just got swept by the Astros. Um, well, the Astros are a pretty good team, though. The Astros are a really good team, and we got swept, and it's not good because that's pushing us back a little bit out of the division race. So we don't want this to continuously trend. And the other thing too that's really unfortunate is statistically, Guardians have the hardest schedule in baseball for this. Yes, next couple of months. Perfect time for this trade for the, all these rookies to come up here and just get their fucking their their Dicks confidence destroyed. 
Um, but yeah, the Guardians are are sellers. They punted on the season. It's depressing. I feel really bad for the players. I feel extremely bad for Tito Francona because I've said it many times. He's not getting any younger, and he is the greatest manager almost of all time. Like he's one of the best baseball managers of all time. We have him. We're lucky to have him. And the Dolans aren't doing him any favors and not aren't trying to help him win anything here. So it's really unfortunate. It's depressing, honestly. Like it's just sad what they did. Like I don't, I'm not even like mad about it. I'm more just like, what the fuck? Like that's depressing. Yeah. And then the Dolans are going to cry poor and they're going to wonder why nobody comes to the games for the second half of the season. Because I know for me personally, unless I get free tickets, that stadium can go fuck itself. I'm not going. I'm not spending. The last money game on that I team. went to honestly was I watched three innings of the game. Yeah, I went there for Dollar Dog Night for the cheap beers before the game started. Yep, had a couple hot dogs. I stood in the left corner where the bar was at, watched maybe two or three innings of the game, and would socialize more than anything. Yeah, and then left. So like I, I mean, that's I wasn't like participating in the actual game because I didn't so give a shit. I personally, I get my money's worth when I go to games. I love. I'll stay for the whole thing. I want to watch it all, uh, unless like it's a blowout or something like that. Sure, but. Uh, I won't go to any games this year. I won't. I won't. I will not support the Dolans. I talk about it all the time about how cheap they are, how they don't deserve our money, and how they need to sell. And I am standing. I'm holding to that, and I want them to get rid of the team, uh, to sell the team, I should say, because it's ridiculous what they're doing to the fans. We again, we have a team that's this close to the division in yeah. a bad division, albeit. I'm the first to admit they would stand, I don't think, any chance in the playoffs against any of these competitive teams. There's no way the Guardians would advance anything. We're not winning a World Series. I get that. But to just give up on this young team is disrespectful to slap in the face of the players. How do you look them in the eye and say, oh, no, we believe in you? Like, And you have to imagine the rest of the teams in this division are going to get better yeah. next year, the year after that. Minnesota's I mean, always been kind of... Minnesota's always been a relatively Detroit's good team. Detroit's been bad for way too long. They have to be getting better at Detroit some point. Detroit was supposed to be good starting last year. They have a nice right. little uh, farm system that everybody thought was going to start putting it together. Same thing with the Royals. Royals are bad, but they're starting to get some young right. talent. Bobby Witt Jr., you know, they're starting to get some guys. They just haven't put it together yet. Eventually, it's going to click. Our, our time to capitalize has been the last two years. And years. the Guardian said, no, we're good. Yeah, It's, it's, it's a shame. I feel bad, it, I, especially bad for Tito Francona, Shane Bieber and Jose Ramirez. I feel bad for those guys. If if they don't do well next year, you need to consider trading Jose Ramirez. One hundred percent. It'd be doing him a favor. Yes. Get him out of town. Get something. Put in him return, on a team so he can actually win. Bring in some more shortstops and second basemen. So let's just do, keep doing. Convert what a shortstop to third base because God knows we have plenty. Yes. So there's plenty of options. We'll talk more about the Guardians in a couple of weeks. We'll see where they stand in the rankings and in, in the standings after a few weeks. But for now, we have reached the end of the show. It is time for everyone's favorite segment. That is, of course, Tim's tip. Just the tip. I felt Tim's tip when he's giving me the hugger. <laughs> I thought that's what that was. It was either that or his elbow. It was hard as shit. I loved it. Yeah, it was. It was. <laughs> it was mushrooming. Um, <laughs> um, but you, y'all know what type of tip I'm. I got this. I one. got a hunch. It's comedy. Comedy related. It is. No, I didn't see that coming. It is. But this one, I am headlining. Hey, hell yeah! Uh, this is at uh, Saucy Brew Works again. Um, what up, Ebony? Ebony, uh, what's up? You guys did great yesterday. I loved watching Grape's new show. He's got a new platform. I love the look of it. I ain't get a chance to see it yet, but I will watch it. You know, I'll be doing my show on. I, yeah, I, I had to watch it afterwards. I, I I was talking to uh to Grape earlier today. I was like, dude, your show was awesome. Like, I couldn't watch it live, but I watched it. Um, but uh, um, I'm gonna be at Saucy Brew Works, the one in Pinecrest, guys. Yes, preface um, that <laughs> the one in Pinecrest. Um, it's uh. Pints and Punchlines. It's also open mic after the show. Um, it's featuring Tsunami, 
that's with the little T, Church Boy, and my brister Keith Silly, hosted by CC Bullock. Um, of course, our wonderful host of What's Up in the 216 here on Wednesdays. Um, but this is August 14th. It's a Monday night uh, from 7 to 9. They got BOGO Pizza night. So it's going to be amazing. And it's uh, agitated in August. So I'm t- I'm coming angry. So everything that, that has bothered me within the last year or so, uh, you, you will hear. <laughs> you're you're going to be like Kyle when he walked in the door today. Basically. <laughs> High headed and need some hugs. And it's, it's, this is actually going to be a tough, a tough set for me because uh, comedy actually makes me happy. Um, yeah, so, it's hard to be pissed off. Yeah, so I mean, like, I'm gonna be pissed but happy at the same time. So, I, <laughs> a side note: I don't know Tsunami. She seems wonderful, but that picture just makes me think that she's like an Undertaker cosplayer, and I love it. <laughs> I mean that in the best way possible. I don't mean that as like a yeah. bad, like a negative. She just looks like like the under, you got the purple, you got the hat. Like I just see the Undertaker. It's, it's a awesome. great photo. It is. Um, it's, a, it's really well done. I, all these headshots are amazing. That's the reason why I didn't cover mine up. Um, no, it, this you. is <laughs> right. <Looks good. laughs> I think this is going to be a great show. Um, come on out. It's a free show, too. So you don't have to pay for anything to get in. Um, but buy pizza. It's buy one, get one free pizza. You can't it's, beat that price. And, and Saucy makes some good pizza. It's pretty good pizza. I actually I actually liked it a lot. Um, so come on out, y'all. We're waiting on you. I like it. Check it out. I do see the Undertaker thing now. Don't you? Yeah, it's yeah. great. It's awesome, though. I saw the boobs first and I saw the Undertaker thing. So right, I looked. I went up. <laughs> Yeah. Started down when normally, it's normally where my eyes go to. So, uh, my tip is: Has you guys ever played Twisted Metal when you were younger on the PlayStation? Uh, I used back to play the demos. Movement? I never played the actual game. So for the life of me, I completely forgot or didn't even notice that they came out with a TV series on Peacock. Uh, but Twisted Metal, it is not what I expected, and it's so much better than I thought it would be. Um, it's a comedy. It literally is a comedy. So I've heard ba- nothing but good things. It's based on the video game. Obviously, all the characters in the video game have shown up. Some most have shown up in this first season. Uh, it is it is 30, 30 minute episodes. I think there's eleven or twelve of them. Um, but it is I've only, I'm halfway through it. I haven't finished it yet. But you can easily power watch them pretty quickly. Uh, Anthony Mackie, Stephanie Beatrice. I think she's from um, L the Brooklyn Nine Nine. Brooklyn Nine Classic. Uh, she's Samo- a big Cleveland sports fan. FYI, really Nine Nine. Yep. Samoa Joe plays Sweet Tooth. He does not voice Sweet Tooth. Uh, Will Arnett's voice is Sweet Tooth. Mm. So. It's fucking hilarious. Like this, the second episode of the like season. The little <laughs> yeah, the second episode of the season. It's a lot of sweet tooth oriented stuff, but he's fucking hilarious. Okay, um, but it's it's worth watching if you've played the video game. It has a good storyline to it so far. The it, it, a lot of good one liners. Um, so give it a chance. It's on Peacock. Um, you can stream the entire first season under if you want to. Um, but like I said, I was pleasantly surprised. And it does have some dark humor in it and stuff. It's it's well it's worth watching. No, I definitely want to check it out. I I personally I knew it was coming out. I yeah. thought it was a movie. Yeah. So when I saw that it released, I was like, oh, fuck. Yeah, it was last week. I'm yeah. like, yeah, we have nothing to do on Friday night. Like, yeah. we'll watch Twisted Metal. And then I click and I'm like, episode one. Yeah. Like, what the fuck do you mean episode yeah. one? It's I thought it was a movie. It's so. a series. No, uh, I definitely want to check it but out the, for sure. The actors have gotten to play the characters in the game. Um, great choices so far. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, the Sweet Tooth character, who's pro- one of the main characters, obviously, yeah. the video game. Excellent acting by Samoa Joe. The voiceover for Will Arnett. Like, I find myself laughing my ass off. Um, episode two, that's like his intro okay. one. You, you will laugh your ass off. I'm really excited. We're going to be starting that very soon for sure. Uh, in the meantime, I've been reading a lot and a book my father-in-law gave me once I had my newfound love of Elvis. Oh, that's was, where it came from. Is your father? I'm like, why the fuck are you? He loved Bill O'Reilly. Bill so O'Reilly books. It's weird. He, okay. he actually gave me the other, I think it was, I think it was killing Lincoln. He let me borrow before Great I book. read that one. I'm, he, I'm, he, he's, he's a big Bill O'Reilly reader. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but so he gave me Killing the Legends by Bill O'Reilly. And that is which camera? This one? Yeah, there we go. Um, <laughs> I we, up. we need a light above it. Like to say, well, look cause, here. Because Tim moved them. So I wasn't sure which one we were going like, with. Look here. Because I don't think we've done like the individual cameras much today. So I yeah. haven't like paid attention. You, I um, haven't because of how we are. No, completely understood. That's why it caught me off guard. I didn't know where to look. Um, but yeah, Killing the Legends. It's about John Lennon, Elvis and Muhammad Ali basically goes into a little bit of detail of their their rise and then their fall. And the Elvis stuff, I knew just about all of it. There was nothing really too surprising in that. It was basically about how he was fucked over by um, uh, Parker. Colonel Parker and forced, not forced, but he did a did a bunch of drugs to stay awake. And because he was Elvis, he was catered to. Everybody let him do whatever he wanted. So he just did not take care of himself. Drugs, women, everything. Uh, spent money like crazy. And it just kind of goes into that detail about how his <laughs> life was super great and then just fucking went right down the toilet. Um, but again, I knew just about all of it. So it was still really cool to get a quick read because I've been reading an Elvis biography now for months. It's like 700 pages long. It's huge. And I won't lie to you. It's very fucking boring. I haven't even gotten to like where he's super famous yet. That's how hard it is to read. Jesus, I'm, they focus that much on his young, young I'm years? like 300 pages in and it's still about like his country career and like the name, the book just name drops. So it's always like, Oh, you know, Carl Smith and the outlaws and this guy and like people I've never fucking heard of. And it just name drops all these different artists Jesus. and DJs from like the fifties. And I'm shit, like, shit about the cliff. I version. don't fucking care. <laughs> well, I saw the movie, so I thought it would be kind of like that, but it just, it spends I'm, again, I'm, I'm 300 pages into the book and I still haven't even gotten to where like he's super famous yet. And like rich, it's still like, he's waiting to sign a big contract. Really? crazy Jesus. how fucking slow this book is but i digress this book goes into everything really quickly goes into the detail of how colonel parker fucked him over the lawsuits that followed after all this death where they realized colonel parker was ripping him off and then it goes into john lennon who uh he didn't really get screwed over by anybody he was just a fucking kook he they were the beatles were huge he met yoko ono he became a heroin addict and he threw everything away with the fucking beatles and it just kind of shows you how like his behavior ruined the beatles with yoko ono uh, personally, oh, I don't care about oh, the Beatles. They blame, they blame her for the, oh, the... Yoko is the Beatles killer. Everybody yeah. in the world thinks she, she yeah. 100% ruined them, which, based on what I read in this book, pretty accurate. Um, but I, I didn't really care about that section. Again, sure. I'm not a Beatles fan. I, I, I never liked them. I don't understand the, the love for their music. So reading about this was like, whatever. I knew he gets shot at the end. So I just kind of went through it. And uh, then Muhammad Ali. His section was fucking great. There was a lot about Muhammad Ali that I did not know. I remember when we were on 4th and 15th, and he had, I forgot his name, uh, apologies, but they had their friend on who was, we were trying to go over the boxers. And I think I had mentioned like Muhammad Ali is one of the greatest of all time. And I think he was like, no, he's not because he lost to this guy, lost to that guy. Reading this book explains why Muhammad Ali lost a bunch of fights. And it was because he was being taken advantage of and had serious medical issues that his people, his management team would not let him get fixed. They're like, doctors are telling Muhammad Ali, do not fight. Like really? you should not be fighting you're risking your health. Your legs are like fucked up. You have blood clots. And his guy's like, he's got to fight in five weeks. He's got to train. And they were forcing him to go out there because the money was so good. And then even when he was like shaky and they knew that there was something fucked up with neurologically because of all the punches, they were like, let's find you a doctor that's going to clear you. And he'd get cleared and your fight's next week. Jesus. So, so it, they, almost, it almost makes you look at that old fight he had with Frazier back in his older years as a little more respectable. Read this book if you get the chance. It's great. I'll bring it in next time I see you. Yeah, I, I don't have that one. I have a lot of the Killing series. I don't have that one. Okay, yet, I'll so. bring that in for yeah, you. It's I'll really it. good. You learn a lot. And then for me, I've never actually seen it. I'm, I'm like kind of embarrassed to admit that. I've never seen Ali with Will Smith. What? Never seen it. 
It's a great movie. I, I, I just, it doesn't go into detail you're talking about, really, but it right. really focuses around the Frasier, the Joe. Lo it talks about a lot of those. So if you read this book, it goes into a yeah. lot of detail about how, like, he was getting fucked over by the people he trusted when he became a Muslim. Yeah, and he it joined. Does, does touch on that. In he joined the Nation of Islam and all these people that represented him, and they were ripping him off, and they were stealing money from him, and they were like embezzling and shit like that. And then he would go broke because they would fuck him over, so they'd be like. Well, you're broke. You can fight again, even though his doctor said no. And they're like, get you a five million dollar payday. And he's like, all right, I'll fight this guy. Yeah. And then they would just set him set him up fights like two months after each other where which is normal crazy. boxers nowadays, nowadays like a year. You're lucky to get two fights in a year. Yeah. And then they're like Muhammad Ali, his doctors told him you need to be on bad rest. You need to do this. And they're like and the next day he had to go start training for his next fight. And they just fucking ruined the guy. And it, it's a shame. Um if you, really, really good book. Though. If you get a chance, read more of the Killing series. So you said Lincoln. I read that one. Great. Yep. The Killing Kennedy one is did not is, read that one. Is there that, one with George Washington on the yep, cover? So yeah. So I'm reading that one now. Actually, Killing England. I think I read that one too. So I think I've read Killing it's, Lincoln, Killing England, and now Killing the Legend. So read the Killing Lincoln, uh, the Kennedy one, which is really good. Uh, killing um, the SS. Yeah, is another great one. I think you talked about that because it talks about hunting down the SS and stuff. I'll definitely uh, check it out so, and yeah. let me know when he writes uh, Killing Nick Gilbert. Um, <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, that's going to do it for this week's Talking About Balls. On behalf of everybody at Talking About Balls, beware the stare of Mary Shaw. She had no children, only dolls. And if you see her in your dreams, be sure to never, ever scream. Thank you, everybody. We'll see you in two weeks.